Hey, it's Harold Hobbleton. Hope you're enjoying D4. Now I, uh, if you'll excuse me, I gotta get these pants on. Hey everyone, and welcome to D4, <laughs> where I, Devin. And I, Dustin, co-DM a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. Yay! Um, we are returned with the amazing Ray as our guest, uh, playing the lovable and clumsy Petunia Potts tonight. Um, but other than that, let's hear from our sponsors. Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, buy Frost Maiden. Buy Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. It comes out September 15th. I apologize. It's, I have been traveling to perhaps a cold <laughs> climate, influenced by Frost Maiden, by, um, Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. That's what I'm promoting. Hashtag beyond. Is, hashtag beyond. Do these things, man. When you don't do it, it makes me sad. And when you don't pre-order or you don't put in hashtag beyond, it is just a depressing day for me. So do it. Hashtag beyond. It comes out September 15th. Pre-order before then. Keep going for like 10 seconds. Uh, pre-order bonuses. There are many attached to it. Glacial dice. Those are a thing. Oh, I'm glacial not going to find dice, it. It's okay. I'll talk dice. now. <laughs> Grandis Fluis Glacial Dice. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Now this is getting interesting. This is so fascinating. They Hi. will <laughs> really do. That is because they are blue. Watch out. <laughs> glacial Dice. <laughs> do you do yeah, beyond, ladies and gentlemen? Follow, I'm going to follow that up. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I should have cut him off earlier. I yeah. actually, I do have something that's pretty freaking amazing tonight to talk about. Number one, Beetle and Grim Pandemonium Warehouse is selling the Platinum Edition Rime of the Frost Maiden box, and they have less than 40 left at this point. So if you're interested in getting one, and I strongly suggest it, they come with the, the game itself. It's broken up into nice little booklets that help kind of uh, help you digest it as a DM. And there's props. There's freaking finger puppets in this one, people. Finger puppets. It's worth it alone for the finger puppets. Trust me on the finger puppets. They also have other things on their website. For instance, there is this gem. This is the Shield of Faith pin. I don't know if it's really showing well. I apologize, it's, it's hard. And this is why I'm not a tech pro. Anyways, they're $20 on the Beetle and Grimm website and they're an absolutely gorgeous pin that goes to helping support the Take This organization and they promote uh, mental health issues in the gaming community. So they are awesome as a group and it's amazing that Beetle and Grimm's got together with them to put this together. So if you head over to their website, you can get your own for $20 and get in on the warm fuzzies that go with it. So yeah, head on over to beetleandgrims.com and uh, check them out on Twitter. They're posting all sorts of amazing things on there all the time, every day, and they are at Beetle and Grims on Twitter as well. Oh, uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't need to unmute. I'm. I'm here. Uh, hi. If you are looking for a high quality mini to be available for you, well, now's a great time to get one from Eldritch Foundry. They're fantastic. They're actually having a summer sale right now. If you use the code. Yes, summer you can get on that and get get a little bit of a, a summer discount, which is pretty cool. That's going on only this August. But the other cool thing about it is they just released a new set of armor called Marauder Armor. 
what's it, what's it it's awesome is what it is it's, i just take a look at it it's basically like this cool steampunk like armor you get uh, a nice looking helmet with a gas mask which you know if, if anybody you've ever tabletop with me you know i'm all about cool masks and then they've got an awesome looking gun great armor you can check it out right now at eldritch foundry and if you want to get a chance to win your own eldritch foundry miniature maybe you want to get your own marauder armor you can do that by putting in hashtag eldritch right here in the chat right into this chat right here where you with us and you enter for your chance to win remember do it only once but subscribers when you do it only once you get three chances to win so worth doing absolutely eldritch foundry check it out Hi, do you have a cat that likes to knock over your trash can when it wants to show you it's upset? Cool, so do I. He literally just did that. And if if you know anyone, send. I'm asking for help. So uh, in addition to that, Rock Punch ATL, right? Um, let's see. They've got some stuff coming up. You know, they have. They've started back up doing their uh, the Punch Bowl streams which is super fun where we talk about uh, just fun pop culture movies and games. They also came out with a video this week called Web Spooters where they play VR Spider-Man. So if you just like weird VR experiences, they definitely have streams and videos involving that as well as if you like <laughs> making fun of dating simulators, well, they... Recently played one of my favorites called Honey Puff, and I'm just going to let that sit on its own. So uh, besides all of that, if you just like Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop, video games, movies, and TV, as well as just pop culture in general, Rock Punch is the place to go for all of that content. And seriously, though, like, can someone help me learn how to train cats? Because clearly I don't know what I'm doing. Meow. And I'm just going to keep this real short and sweet. We have merchandise available at d4dnd.com made by the lovely merch moms. Y'all know them. Y'all love them. I love them. So go look at their inventory. It's d4dnd.com. Without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the Chronicles of D4. Having just arrived 
back through the wormhole of Toril, the BFGs uh, make their way back towards Waterdeep, last time, on Demir Demeanor and Dragon Giraffes. Ahead of them was a long walk that would take the entire day, but as they are on the long road headed back, they're met by a farmer named Rusty, or Old Rust Bowl, if you like, making his way back to the city. The man agrees to give them back, uh, give them a ride back uh, along the way um, as he's headed there, and learn that he has come from a small farming village, Amphail, known for their horse breeding, and he is going to the city to sell some grain. Arriving back into the city, Harold makes his way to the music shop to purchase a new accordion while Sasha heads to the font, and the rest of the BFGs head back home to the tavern, the Spirits of Trollskull. Sasha and Harold discuss the concerns about completing the Stone of Golor and how Sasha needs to believe in herself when there is nothing else to believe in. Harold enters the music shop where he is greeted by the owner in an exasperated glee that he has returned after his performance the last time, where he inspired the music man to build the perfect accordion. The accordion is in every way built perfectly to Harold it has no bellows, but as Harold plays the two halves of the purple art, uh, plays the two halves of the accordion, a purple arcane weave creates the visage almost like a deck of cards that appears in the center. Sasha finds herself at the font, but in her search for a familiar book on the Harbinger, she and the savant find that all books pertaining to the Far Realm have been removed, even those within the restricted section, reserved for high members of the order only. The rest find Petunia Potts, the lovable, clumsy halfling, reading a story to the children in the tavern. They quickly learn that she has been looking for them, and Vinley especially, as she has been sent by the Blackstaff. Petunia Potts has been tasked to help find a dragon that is let loose in the city. With everyone returned, they all head towards the stables at White Bull Run, where they learn that the gentle rest stables are in shambles, and that the horses have all been taken including their talking horse friend and harper, Monty. They followed a trail of sparkling dust and claw marks to Mishore, the slums of the dock ward built from the remains of sunken ships. The trail leads to an old paper mill warehouse where they heard the sounds of neighing inside. Voss sneaks in while invisible and finds 20 to 30 horse, horses in a massive warehouse and spots a mechanical mask curled up in the corner. He sneaks over and unlocks a loading dock door to let the rest of the BFGs and Petunia in. But as he tries to open the door, the rusted wheel hinges screech as the metallic piled form in the corner rises to reveal a massive mechanical dragon that speaks and demands tribute. Harold begins to do what he does best and try to deceive the dragon to buy time as they figure out how to bring it down. Noticing Voss's presence, the dragon lashes out and the fight begins. Noticing the red glowing gem in the chest, V aims for it with a javelin and hits it, causing the dragon to become stunned. And over a series of dangers, the team tries to not damage the beast in order to collect a bounty as they continue to exploit its weakness. Once stunned, a panel on the chest is revealed as Seisha climbs in with the help of Petunia and the two manage to shut it down from the inside. The BFGs now sit in an old, empty warehouse with a deactivated mechanical dragon and roughly 30 horses. And that is where we begin tonight's session. Okay. So, can Monty talk to the horses for us? 
Uh, hey, Monty. Uh, uh, hey. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and it's at this time you look um, the horses over, trying to assess the situation, and actually take the time to count them all, excluding Satia's steed, Bernie, and Harold's illusion, horse lips, which, as you're talking <laughs> to Monty, seems to be completely enraptured with. But after counting them all, you count a total of 32 horses in this warehouse. 30 of them bear the GR marking of the Gentle Rest Stables branded on the top of their left hind leg. Although it does not look like a scar of a burn, but more like the hair itself will not regrow in that area or instead grows back in white. And the two largest horses in here, you easily identify as Shantea and Yandala, the shires that belong to Rusty, the farmer from Anthel. Yeah, Harold looks up at them. He's like, yeah, those, those are the, yeah, I know those. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty. But yeah, what, what do you want? Are we getting apples now? Yes, we're going to go get apples. That's exactly what we're going to do. But the thing is, is that if we want to get apples, everybody's going to have to work together. So what's the best way to make sure all of these horses come with us? Uh, well, I mean, if you put reins on them, or uh, you give them apples, or uh, uh, what did apples, you, no, you, I, ri- you, you ride them. Do you guys want me to go get the stable people? I can ride out and grab easy. them. Yes, it'd be, it'd be easier to, to get them people. to come to us. Yeah. But I'm a little more concerned about the dragon. How are we supposed to transport this? So. Oh, if we can find a cart, we could hook the those draft horses up. I have an idea, and I know everybody's going to say no, but I'm just saying that we all know what a pyramid looks like, and we have 30 plus no, horses. No, world. No, no. Don't encourage that. Um, I think they'll be okay. Do I not like pyramid to... the horses. No, Why don't this... we just alert no, the Temple of Gond? Right. Yeah. Yes, that all sounds right. logical. Do one of you <laughs> want to come with me? Um, <laughs> before we do it, anything else i'd like to climb to the top of this building so i know the roof's <laughs> off and i know what district we're in and i know that the thing probably made a lot of noise so i'm curious to see if we attracted any attention that i can see okay easy enough you can climb up your rope to get into the rafters again um and look out you can't unless you want to make a <clears throat> acrobatics or an athletics check you can't get to the very peak of this period but you can get to the opening will, and look out yeah i'll make a i'll make an attempt Okay. Harold, we're going to have to have a discussion yeah. about your obsession with the Equinati. Uh, 15. What? Uh, 15, yeah. you. <clears throat> there's a couple of shaky parts as you're traversing over the uh, broken uh, pieces of this uh, warehouse, but you eventually get to the, the highest point, uh, cresting over the, the peak of the rooftop. Anything coming? Uh, you can make a perception check. Okay. Okay, uh, 23. As you peer out across this ramshackled part of town that you haven't been to in a long time, uh, and you see like massive ship, parts of ships with tarps and other things, uh, you notice that a lot of it is actually burned and charred. And as you kind of look over this section, you, you, you see a couple of like shadowy like people like staying to the shadows like looking towards where you guys are um 
you're not sure if they're like if it's like a stakeout or if it's a you guys just made a whole lot of noise and they're like what the fuck is going on over there yeah there's not anybody moving towards you right now but it has definitely gained the attention of a few people not a lot just a few that you can see in the shadows okay um i go ahead and head back down to the rest of the group and say uh I'd say three. Go in a group of three outwards. This is well, still shady territory. I can take two, me and one other person on my horse. That's fine. Um, so I can drop one of us off at the Temple of Gond and then I'll go to the stables. That works. Who's going? Who's staying? Uh, I, was, I resume my perch. So to stay here. Oh, I'm gonna just guess so is staying. It, just so you know, Seisha, the Temple yeah. of Gond is nowhere near the stables. It's gonna be about probably a 45-minute ride to an hour to this Temple of Stable to the Temple of Gond. To do this. It is triangle. it is all the way up near the seaward where the ah, stables are. I got an idea. Does anyone have a paper bird? I have an idea. We could hmm. we could have old Rusty. Maybe will this dragon fit in his carriage, do we think? No, no. Okay. Uh, this is huge. Yeah, so this is like a 20 to 30 foot long dragon. He could fit something large. Yeah, I think the bird oh, might be the best option of this. Do point. I still have the wings that... Um, no, they're gone. They gave me? Okay, so they only last for a couple minutes. They last for a minute. If they I last for 10 minutes. 10 minutes? 10, 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And you have them for a little bit, but not long enough to... Fly, fly anywhere. I I have one more paper bird left. We'll send it to the temple. Okay. And she <laughs> slowly okay. pulls the paper out and sets it down and starts writing out a note. Uh. Well. I guess uh, Twiggy is who we should send it to. Twiggy, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. Yes. Twiggy it or Nim. Twiggy. Twiggy. I, I, Nim does. I don't think Nim has a lot of authority there. Right, but I wasn't sure who you were gathering this for since part what of was this was Twiggy's mission. Ah, okay. What were you, what were you saying, V? Nope. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just. How far away are we from the stables? Looks um, like you are. Um, stables are in the castle ward, and you're in the dock ward, so. No. Uh, the stables of White Bull Run. Oh, oh, sorry, you're right, right, or in the Trades Ward. Trades Ward, uh, and you guys are over here, so... How far is it? Uh, by horse, it'd probably be about 15 minutes. By walking, it took you about 30. I'm yep. gonna take three of the horses with me so okay. that they can ride them back. I'm gonna say, can, am I able to ride a horse? Oh, yeah. Okay, I just wasn't sure because I can't ride Seisha's horse. So make the two horses you bring you, with you. You can. You can. You just have to be the only person riding. So I'm thinking. I know that I could at least ride one horse and hold on the two reins of two horses. But do we? Are there reins on all the reins. horses? I was just going to loop a rope around them a couple times and take them by rope. I mean, they're they're trained horses. They're going to go where their food is. Okay. Is Rusty nearby? Maybe he can help us just walk them. But you 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 remember. Temple. No. You sent him to your tavern. But. And said, we will meet you there when we find your horses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could you probably take back three horses at a time. 
Well, that's going to take a long time. Why don't I just take three horses, go well, to their stable, to bring three it. of them back? How good are you at riding? Because um, you're going to have to ride okay. and manage three horses. I've ridden a horse before, and I helped ride the horse when we left town. Okay. I mean, if you have the confidence to ride and take three horses. I'm just fine. thinking if each of us took three horses back at a time, it would be less trips. I'm going to point out Benley's face. <laughs> Benley's face? Yeah, I don't think Benley... You don't like horses. You don't like the horses. E easiest, the easiest way to do this is to get them to come to us, preferably yes. with the guards, so we don't have a lot of complications. I can't handle a horse. I'll be back. V, would you That's help fun. me rope up some horses? A pony, maybe. Sure. You come. You can come too. Then we could bring six horses. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll help. What's wrong? Okay, so um, <clears throat> the horses do have the the head reins. Well, they have halters on. They have halters. They just don't have reins because they're okay. stable horses. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you take a rope. I'm gonna get. I'm assuming. Tie yeah. up three horses and ride Six. you ride your steed which horse are you riding v i didn't know i a had a choice one. of horse um you don't have to be specific you can just you know like any riding horse monty. or uh one of the shires or monty there's also horse lips for horse a miniature pony hey monty oh uh, yeah and then you can see like he's like would it be cool if I rode you? Huh? Can I ride you? I'm speaking to my god. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, Let me right. know. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this, V. Hold on one second. Speak. Say what you must. The horse lips. This is the horse oh. speaking. Yeah. Well, why, why, why are you here? <laughs> Uh, I sensed my brethren in trouble, and I came here to respectfully release you. Oh. You may ask me one horse question, and I will answer that horse question to the best of my ability. You see, like, existential dread fill Monty, <laughs> as you've just given him, like, the <laughs> an insurmountable task of choosing only one. Uh, what does horse existential dread look like? I would like to know. <laughs> wide, like, wide, wide eyes. You can actually, yeah, like, just... <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he gives them one of the... <laughs> there you go, got it. <laughs> Tunia has this expression as to, I just accepted uh, dinner with this individual. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> so, uh... uh... There's one question. Uh, are there apples in heaven? More apples than we know what to do with. Okay, and then he looks, he goes, yeah, we can go. <laughs> and horse lips is going to disappear and a bunch of, and then a bunch of lips go as they disappear. <laughs> he goes, that was my god. And you handled it extremely eloquently. Didn't geek out. You were awesome, Monty, just like always. I'm gonna need one of those. And he like nudges his head up against your chest as like your rings of uh, <laughs> uh, of all the religious symbols jingle. 
I, I think I have one back at my place, and I'll get it for you next time I see you. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, my heart is so full. Yeah, I'm, I'm so ready. V is so excited that she gets a chance to ride Monty. She's just like, oh my god, the moment's here. It's come. Oh my god. Uh, it, also, Harold I sent like... photos of existential horse dread for you guys. Oh, thank you. I uh, say she hands V the lead for three of the horses. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. And then She's she very gets excited. up with her three horses. She's very excited. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. Before you guys Somebody leave, open the door. Before you guys leave, I do point out the areas where I saw shady individuals and give advice to avoid them. Um, I will. Good horses. I'll pull open the door, knowing it's gonna be loud. It screeches open even further. Yeah. Um, you, it, it takes some time, V, because you're riding Monty, who is, uh, luckily sentient enough to help you lead the way, but. You haven't ridden a lot of horses and you've never ridden bareback. And riding and hanging onto reins to lead two other horses is not easy. I'm expecting an animal handling check here. Yep. Yeah, because y'all made me do it last time too. Yep. Yep. So okay. if you can, uh, I need actually both of you to give me animal handling checks. Yeah, uh, I was like. Your, yours is to lead the other two horses, not for your horse. Yes. Okay. Let me know if I see them having trouble. Now, animal handling is something B really wants to be good at, but just isn't. It's <laughs> one of those. Okay. All right. Uh, Seisha, what eleven. Did you okay, you got eleven. Got it. And Seisha? Eighteen. Okay. Uh, it it takes it takes some time for V as you keep like getting like pulled off and and like Monty like tries to correct, but you manage to make it there. It just takes a little bit longer than it normally would uh, as you lead the other two horses. Yeah. Seisha's, you, you try to help, but there's really not much you can yeah. do because you're leading two other horses yourself. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> you make your way back to the stables. Um, it's only an hour or so since your first arrival there. Not much of the scenery has changed, but you ask around and find the two people seemingly in charge of the area the manager of the taxi business and head of the stable masters and farriers guild known as Bellhand Masker. He is a gruff, but posh, uh, fair and rosy burnt skin man with a blonde mutton chop handlebar mustache. He wears a charcoal gray tailored long coat suit with a pair of oval spectacles and a bowler. The stable master of the gentle rest stables is uh, Huyana Kenda as an Azuposi which is the Forgotten Realms equivalent of Native Americans. Um, a woman with fine, smooth, red clay skin and coarse black hair tied back into braided pigtails. She wears a simple sky blue blouse tightened down into her tan breeches and high, uh, knee-high black riding boots, uh, as you see them. Yep. We're here to return some of your horses and get some help in getting the rest of them here. Uh, oh, you found them! Oh. Yes! Oh, and, and, and like, as you start out, like, they turn and they see you with four of their horses, or five of their horses. Um, where are they? Uh, they're, they were taken by something and they're in the dock ward in a warehouse currently. We can lead you there if, if you want to grab some ropes and stuff to bring them back. Where in the dock ward? We've searched. Um, what was that area called? I'm sorry. Miss Shore. It was in Mist Shore. 
It's a warehouse in Mistshore. Mistshore? Yeah. Uh, uh, and you, you say they're safe? They are, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is an alley blade cesspool. Doesn't yeah, there are 32 of them. They're all fine and hoarded all together in one's place. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter where they are as long as they're alive and accounted for. How many do you need to aid in retrieval? Let's watch a system. Mistshore is. Horses. So, how many people There's do you think it 24 is still there. Uh, right, because yeah. we have six here. Or yeah. 20, 25, sorry. Yeah, it's math. Um, yeah. So however many you think it would take to escort like 24 horses. We will have the watch assist as Miss Shore is quite dangerous. We both know the watch won't step foot in that shithole. You may not care for my steeds, but I'll walk into Miss Shore myself if it means their safety. Do as you must, but I'll be staying here to supervise the repairs and construction of your stable's future. I'll gather the hands to help as she speaks to you. Um, Anything else that- Yes, there are two other horses there that belong to someone else. Um, Oof. <laughs> and a very large dog down the hall, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, a couple blocks over, it's barking uh, at, you know, at some passerbyers that are walking. Yeah. It's a, it's a dog the size of a small pony. It makes sense. Um, so so would it be possible for us to bring those two back here? And of course. That would be great. Thank you. Is that all? Yes. Okay. How funny would it be if like one of the horses was actually just like a giant dog that the dragon mistook as a horse? <laughs> There's just one great day in there. Like, yeah. what is going on? It's yeah. the dog we rescued. Yeah, well, and, just like that one. Um, you... You will be ta- paid uh, twenty dragons as soon as for each horse, as soon as uh, all of them are returned to their rightful place. Sure, absolutely. So, um, just just in case we get split up or something, it's um, we're with Trollskull Tavern. Um, the spirits and spirits of Trollskull Tavern. Okay. All right. Oh, and and hey, um. Would it be possible to, do you have like a really big wagon? Like really big? <laughs> that would fit uh, like, I don't know. Like a 20 foot wagon? Yeah. yeah. Uh, would take. We, we do, Belhan, do you have something? Uh, uh, what? Uh, a huge wagon, something. What? Like, what? like a truck wagon. Like something that could hold, you could put a dragon in, like a or dragon like wagon. A parade float size. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. You have something uh, because of this. You have found, you have saved our business. I, of course, I, we have some stuff that we used to, to transport ship masts. We can easily have that, uh, that pulled over from the a few blocks over in the dark ward. I will send uh, one of my runners. Great, thanks. I'm so um, happy I used that paper bird earlier. <laughs> uh, the headstrong and caring woman walks away and gathers about uh, 10 stable hands, including herself, and follows you back through the alleyways across the stench of the dock ward and even into the realms of Mishwar. You help Do I see anything as they approach? Um, uh, staying up there and and looking... Make another perception check. I would sure. also like to say that I've been casting mending on the hinges of these doors. Okay. Because <laughs> Vinley is tired of hearing them. <laughs> mending and prestidigitation and all the things. <laughs> yeah. that, 
Nine. Nine. Uh, you don't see any, it's as if they disappeared. Maybe they are setting up an ambush or maybe they have uh, disappeared. Yep. And, and worrying that uh, Seisha and V may have been the only survivors of whatever dwells within the paper mill. That's um, right. I wish I knew for sure which of those things was which, but I don't. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Station V, you help the timid and cautious trades wards worker throughout the overturned ship graveyard. You notice a few eyes on you that do not seem to approach, either due to your numbers or possibly due to the direction you are headed where the mechanical beast once stood. We found people! You did? There it is, Yippee, checking to make here. sure Petunia's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Petunia seems okay. <laughs> She's just sort of off to the side. She's avoiding the um, the legs of the beasts that are larger than her. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's about all she's doing. Although she, uh, at some point, she would have mentioned um, wanting to speak to Nim at some point because of what she heard from the dragon. <laughs> were we able to short rest while we were all there? Of course you can short rest. Uh, Seisha and V... I mean, the travel time is about that long, so yeah, you can short rest Sweet. as well. How many? Uh, uh, how how often do I get my hit dice back? As long as you have them to spend, you get them back on a long rest. You get half of your spent back, or half of your total hit die back. Okay, got it. So yeah, I should have um, <clears throat> rounded down. And so because uh, I never long rested, I don't get any of my short rests back. It's full. Thank you. No. Oh you no, that was because when you came back to Tyrrell after that hard fight, yeah. you spent all of it to be healthy again. Yep. Which yeah, is why is you survived this last fight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um uh, for brevity's sake, you all assist uh the stable hands and they um uh, you bring the horses back to the stables. Yay! Remember, you can still even then have a um, even if you're not spending hit dice, you can roll a d6, I believe. Yes, because of healing song. Yep, oh. yep. Song, song of, of rest. rest. Song of rest. That's it. Um, and then uh, you're able to use some of the old uh, t ship tackle from old ships to hoist the mechanical dragon uh, onto the sled. Uh, yeah, uh, you actually, um, no, not slide, but uh, the cart, uh, yeah, cart the, yeah. shortly, like, as you're getting all the horses together, uh, a, a couple of them are actually taken to the dock, like, into the docks, and then returned shortly with a very long flatbed wagon. Yeah. Uh, could, and, could we do that with the two shires so that when we drop this dragon off, we can take them straight to sure. Old Russell? Absolutely. Uh, the shires will be, um, yeah, put for first, and then any extra uh, horses needed, at least to get out of the hard terrain of Mishore, are tied in front of them. Um, and uh, you uh, you make your way out of Mishore and out of the dock ward where the other horses break off. And if you would like, you now have a giant dragon on a giant. Yeah, it takes flatbag. it takes a couple hours. Uh, of just just of hard work 
to navigate through the alleyways. The alleyways, and even like hoist, like building and hoisting the dragon, which is. Heavy. And I'm sure people are watching us too. Like I'm sure mm. everywhere yeah. we're going, people are like, uh. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely. People are definitely looking at you. Um, but a lot of them are still in awe of this great mechanical beast, and uh, you hear whispers of like, oh, that must be one of the, the parade floats. They're they're getting ready uh, for, for shield meat. And yeah, no, that's the beast that took our horses. And, you know, there's like this yeah. back and forth, various degrees of, of you know, civilian talk of, <laughs> yeah. of happiness and angriness and, you know. That can't be the beast that took our horses. That was a real dragon. Yeah. <laughs> real dragons aren't allowed in water deep, you fool. <laughs> hey, hey, boss. Mm. When when you go and, and talk to them about this, um, could you ask them to maybe be a little more careful about, you know, the personalities they imbue into creations? We'll have a discussion about that. I'm sure I, the um, temple will be fine. I mean, it was a little too realistic. It, 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 it was capable curious. of thought. Yeah, it's kind of scary. It was interesting. We'll find that out shortly, I think. Um, but let's wait until we get the temple gone. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're also so yeah. So as as you guys you know make your way um, to to break off, um, Huyana comes up and. Uh, the spirits of Iatiku and Alosaka thank you for returning them safely. As promised, you're paid for each that is in care. I can give you only my thanks for the others you have saved, but cannot pay for something that is not ours. Of course. And counting over the horses that have been returned, um, you are given a sack of heavy coins. So it was 30 horses at 20 gold a head? Yep. Mm -hmm. So six hundred gold. <laughs> I could I could try to haggle for more, but I don't think I'm going to. This, these people are nice. <laughs> they haven't had a lot of income for a while. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna push the like the <laughs> failing businesses. <laughs> now give me more of your money. I, this is difficult. I hand everybody a hundred gold. Wait. Oh yeah. I thought it. Six hundred yeah. gold. There's six. Sorry, gold. sorry, sorry. In my mind, it was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it <laughs> not to see me from way up there. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So so everybody gets six hundred gold, including or uh, gets a hundred gold, including Petunia. Um, and uh, you break away. You're, you're able to with the two shires and your horse, Sasha. You're mm -hmm. able to pull the the wagon. Um, Pretty much on its own, the, the two shires are hefty and pull the weight of this dragon almost by itself. It's almost as if this is exactly what they're built for. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you, there is a driver assigned to this, so that way, um, uh, and <laughs> we I'll, don't I'll, have to do it. Yeah, and and I will actually say, um, for brevity's sake, I'll actually say that there are the two shires, and then there are four other horses attached. So that way, once you deliver it, then you can take the the shires off, and then those four horses can bring the wagon back to, nice. to where yeah. it goes. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, you guys make your way back. Do you all do you all make your way to the Temple of Gond? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
you wheel up to the portico-pillared entranceway of the House of Inspired Hands. Multiple people pour out of Dacer's End and the Fiery Flagon, the two taverns that are adjacent to the Temple of God. They all are mesmerized by the mechanical creature that lays before them. With the commotion outside, a few Gondar smiths begin making their way out and greet you with ecstatic faces. One in particular, with a wide, open mouth, toothy, gr toothy grin, smiling from behind, glinting goggles that look to have opaque white lenses in the glare of the sun. Their pitch black hair shaven on the sides and a slick wave of coiffed hair that accentuates their androgynous, sharp features despite being human. They stand apart from the rest of the Gondars as they are dressed in a fully black, glossy lab coat with a diagonal biased division fastened together with silver cog-topped buttons. Splendid! You have returned our intended masterwork for shield meat ceremonies. Our techsmith Twiggy has informed me of your possible return. Follow me, and I will fetch your intended reward. All right. Uh, wait, who, 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 who do I have the delight of speaking to? I am Alexei Tobit. Cool. Pleased to meet you. Full name. Ready to ready to follow you. Let's do it. They're this already, way. They're already walking. Yeah, in. They are already like card turn. They, and they seem a little in. intense, don't they? But no, you also, no, it's just you. Okay. You also notice that intense. when they speak, they have that like signature, never-ending grin. Basically, looks like the extreme form of a mad scientist. Oh. Like the puppet. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about this. Yeah. You follow the unnerving scientist whose high collared, full body, latex light rubber lab coat and attire covers every inch of their body and rubs and groans with every step. It's easy to tell that they work with some form of caustic substance, but you are unsure as to what. You walk into the room of innovation, experimentation, and full-blown organized chaos, mixed with a little unorganized chaos, for good measure before the creepy scientist leaves you in the main open chamber for a moment. Are there any cool animals running around? While you wait, you actually watch the Gondar smiths in saffron robes wrapped in leather aprons filled with their tools of choice uh, meander and create at a multitude of stations. As you walk through, a kaleidoscope of butterflies flutters by in a swarm of brilliant, beautiful colors. Suddenly, a shriek followed by a flash of black and white blazes past in the wake of a foul musk-like acrid rotting eggs. The skunk bat just ate one of my Snazillian dragon tails, one of the rarest species of butterflies on Terrell. I will keep your fey bugs away from my stinker bell and maybe they won't be eaten. Tinkerbell, I love it. <laughs> Petunia does her absolute very best not to touch anything. <laughs> what did that person call those butterflies? Um, a uh, Senelesian dragon tail. Okay. Uh, so not a Sicilian, okay. Uh, yeah, Senelesian. Yep. 
Uh, did anybody else notice how much they squeaked when they walked? Just all that latex. There was a lot of noise. I thought they just had squeakers in their shoes. Like I thought I had trouble stealthing. I feel like I am I am Voss compared to that person. I don't think they try to stealth. Speaking of Voss, Voss is sure quiet. What are you taking all this? Uh, Voss during all of this is actually not paying attention to stinker bells and whatever the heck is going on. He's looking for Nim. Uh, uh, you are in the main room uh, of the temple, the main uh, uh, cathedral-like area um, that kind of breaks away to the different workshops and various things, and uh, you don't see Nim or Twiggy uh, anywhere in this main chamber. Okay, I just keep note to myself, but as Harold brings me back into the conversation, I just go to him, I look at that, and I say, sometimes with the benefits of progress, you have to accept that certain abominations may result from it. So here we see the product of the fruits of their labor as well as their mistakes. And as you, as he's saying this, you're watching this literal skunk bat hybrid flutter around the room as that is what ate one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the butterflies. I take defensive posture and if it comes near me i will hit it with the flight of the blade and knock it out of the sky i don't know can i have one it's a stinky sky doggy oh. you already know the it answer it smells to this bad Why so i'm also gonna veto no wow mom and dad said no Finley, <laughs> do do i know what components have been put into this dragon tail butterfly uh you can make an arcana check or nature check. It's definitely Arcana. And that's uh -huh. a dirty 20. <laughs> dirty 20. This is not a prime uh, material plane creature. Yep. This is a Feywild butterfly. Yep. And who was the one speaking about those? Uh, the One of the Gondars uh, smiths. Um, you can assume it may have been someone that is researching the Feywild creatures. And then one of the Chimera makers is the one who's skunk bat ate it. Yep. Can I, while they're all talking about skunk bat, can I just gently walk away towards the dude with the butterflies? Yeah. Um, excuse me. <laughs> Yo, what can I do for you? How many of those do you have left? There's only like five total that I have that have found. This is not a species that's really found on Daryl. Right, they're from the Feywild. What I was wondering is... You actually see much... his like eyes light up as he didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me explain a few things. <laughs> and how much do you want for one? Not for sale. Hmm. Fine. And she'll open her hand and Savard will appear in her hand as she turns away. Are we privy uh, to this conversation? No, I mean, it's not quiet. She walked away for it. Yeah, but she did walk away. Um, okay. So V takes note of Seisha's pouting go look normally i would say of course but the thing is that it's a stink bat which means Zinli would spend all day every day 
pressed to digitating dating after it constantly do we really need to put that stress on her i don't think so speaking of pouting vinley what's wrong uh vinley comes walking back up holding her butterfly and says no i would just kill the creature um and she puts savard on her shoulder you know what it's better i don't know um as long as it's better to keep the stink bat alive here than dead with us very true because yeah, then, if it's dead, maybe we'll. Oh, in a bar. Why are we discussing it's getting be even stinkier? Because it'll be dead it and the fruit flies. And it's about this time you hear the it squeaking will bring shoes. The fruit flies. You hear the squeaking shoes of the androgynous mad scientist-looking god priest. Um, soon return with a sack full of a lar- of not as large as the sack you just received, but it is still very heavy. I believe this is the agreed upon price for its return undamaged. I will count it. As you look in, you see 20 harbor moons. Uh, Harold's like, it looks pretty good. It was very, very difficult. I'm sure there must be some way we can come to some kind of- No! You know, you raise a very good point. At that point, I'll just go ahead and turn back around and start walking because some people you just can't convince. They should just try to step back. I know when to just say, you know what? I know when it's a natural 20 only. (laughs) So I'm going to just turn around and be like, I'm going to look at boss and give him like, and I'm going (laughs) to, they seem, they're a, it was, thank Edwardly. you. Pleasure doing business with you. We hope to do business with you again. Can't wait to do it. I'm going to, oh, there's my necklace. All right, see y'all. And I'm going to start heading out the door. Um, but where's Nim? Oh, he's in the uh, Orarian Observatory room. Uh, no, he's making something. I would uh, like to go find him. Oh, uh, not, the Harold stops you. But before you. They continue before you you get okay. going. Okay, okay, okay. As you go to move. Yeah, that's right. He's been in the forge. Oh yeah, I saw him uh, walk back towards the observatory uh, maybe an hour ago. It's probably where Twiggy is. And and then okay. like you see him panic as he's chasing after the skunk bat again, trying to make sure it doesn't attack any of his uh, uh, butterflies. Oh, oh, that smell. Uh, Evan, that might, right. might be my favorite NPC voice you've done. <laughs> uh, I, I hopefully, oh, some things. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully somebody uh, picks up on who those characters were. Uh, all right, so you do you all follow Voss as he begins to make his way deeper into the yeah, yes. genuine yeah, and I'm I will split up the money here. evenly, which I don't know how much that is split six ways. One hundred and sixty-six point six six repeating, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that in uh, a second. Yep. <laughs> as so, you, yeah, go ahead. As you all walk back into the tall tower of gears beyond the glass bridge walkway, you do not see Techmith, Techsmith, Twiggy, or Nim. The planetary Ori still glides in motion with the multiple rings of the outer planes that overlap and weave through or around the material plane. You only see Nim's pro- project of the dismantled Nimblerite that attacked Trollskull Alley nearly a month ago. It is stretched out and suspended on a back wall like a dissected ver- uh, Vitruvian man. 
each joint separated and floating in a stasis inside of an arcane field. Each screw, plate, and gear suspended like a 4D puzzle. But you do not see the two inventors nearby. Hello? Anybody here? We are up here. I have found something inspiring. Hi, Nim. I'm going to look up. <laughs> and you actually look up, and there's a ceiling and, um, that you do not see, but there is um, there's the gears that ride, uh, that cover the walls, very similar to the end of Hellboy 2. And then there, as you look around, um, you actually find uh, finding a way up to seeing Nim. As you as you look around and, and you for a way up, that you, those who have been here before and have seen Nim ride the rotating gears and cogs that line the walls like a like a multi layer escalator. Um, as you kind of look around trying to figure out how to get up to where he's saying, uh, you eventually do find a platform connected with two conveyor belt twisted cables embedded into the wall. Uh, to the side of the platform on the wall, you do see a throw switch lever. Come on, guys. I throw the switch. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, flipping the switch causes a loud metallic clap as the switch, both above and below, lock into place. The whirring sound of a mechanical droning echoes out, nearly silencing the concussive music created by the massive interlocking gears of the walls. You all make your way up the lift um, where you are elevated into a large glass dome room separated by a brass-plated steel floor etched with the shifting constellations of Tyrell. Intricate brass circles weave and rotate along the outside of the glass as six separate 10-foot-tall mechanical lanterns encircle the main area with a massive telescoping lens that stretches out towards the heavens in the center. Standing on the very far end of the room, facing you but looking up as if admiring the large stargazing device is the dapperly dressed mechanical man. He does, does not look towards you as he stands stoically with his arms crossed behind his back. However, you do notice his face looks different. It is a deep, glossy, and matte black demonic skull face with two embers of smoking, burning eyes buried deep in their sockets. Seisha and Vinley, it's at this point that you smell a familiar smell and look down to see the constellations etched in the ground filling with crimson. As you come around the observatory, you see suspended on the telescope glass is the quirky gnomish man dripping with blood, splayed out with the circle of the lens like a Vitruvian man. His back ripped open and spread out like wings, his neck covered in drying blood like a waterfall that pours from his throat. As he looks down at you, you see he too is missing both of his eyes and with nothing more than just hollow sockets of black and dripping crimson, Nim says. Many say that what we do is not art, but I find this inspiring. With each word, a small amount of black smoke pours between the teeth of the hellish mask. I feeling towards slow, 
Oh, I slowly draw a weapon, but before I approach, I simply ask, Nim, did you do this? I did not. I was busy in the forge, smelting the plates for your mask. As he looks to you, and he removes it, the hellish black mask that seems to be smoking as he talks, and the embers that pour from the eyes. Yeah. And he hands it to you. I take it. I would be more outwardly pleased if there wasn't an obvious problem oh. here, but... And after he hands it to you, he returns looking up at Twiggy, his former mentor and the high priest of Gond, and speaks up once again. Do you presume he felt pain? And in this presumption, assume he felt more alive in his last moments, as his spark, his soul depleted. As you have stated before, to feel pain is to feel alive. You can be happy too and feel alive. It's not. I, I take a standing side beside him, kind of gesturing to the rest of the group that this is not, well, this is strange. This isn't threatening. I also rolled and an insight check on him saying uh, that he was not the one who did this. What'd you get? A dirty 20. Yeah, he's telling the truth. Okay. But you also pick up, like, it's pretty much void of emotion. And he is, and when he speaks about like the pain and everything, it's like trying to unravel a scientific theory more so than like, ooh, I'm reveling in someone um, yeah. who's dead. Yeah. I've been on both sides of those coins. Your mic is muted, Goblin. Yeah, you're muted. I am examining the body in the room looking for so, a yep. clue. Yep. So as you go, paint a, a little more picture. It's actually suspended up, and you cannot get to the body. You will need to find a way to get the body down or bring the massive telescope that he's hung against down in order to examine him. Aisha, don't disturb anything. I can make you fly. And well, this is uncomfortable. Mesa and again, you're muted. No kidding. Thank you. Uh, I will cast fly on her so that she is able to inspect it without actually disturbing anything. Okay. okay. Once again, the ethereal blue butterfly wings appear on the back of your back. I fly up and I want to first examine the body and look for any sort of message like has been present for the others. Mm -hmm. And if I have time after that, I want to, from this vantage point, try to figure out um, how everything was staged and etched into my head so that I can report it to Cromley. Okay, okay. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check as you are doing more than perception. Sure. And uh, just so you know, Seisha, you have 10 minutes of flight. Okay, uh, that's a 17. Okay, um, as you are hovering up there in front of the body um, and kind of looking around, you can see that there are a series of cranks nearby that could that will lower and raise the lens of the telescope. Um, but if you fly up, <clears throat> you see his bound in copper wiring across his ankles and wrists that are binding him to the brass edge of the circle as he is pressed against the lens. And you see covered in blood are a few words carved into his chest. 
a silent moment in doubt, cat uh, catalyzed in the beginnings of a blunder and caught in the middle of our hubris, makes us question, should we play God? I'm gonna need you to run through that again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna send it to or, send or it chat. chat it. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> I kind of agree with this one. Who could have done this? Well, sadly, not the first time we've seen it. It's the third. Someone really gross is my best guess. So, like a weird, creepy cult. Well, actually, if you look at it from a purely objective standpoint, it is a work of masterpiece. B. There, I don't think now's the time. B. This is my friend. Yeah. This one's B. B? I thought, oh, I thought you were saying B. <laughs> no, no. This yeah. one is the letter B. H-A-R... H-A-B. H-A-B. Harbinger! No, H-A-B. Harbinger! If it is that, we may not have found R yet. We have right. to explain this. Nim, did you see who did this? Um... What if we Damn. haven't found? What if there's someone dead out yeah. there and they haven't been found? Nim answers, Nim answers your question. I was busy forging that as he looks towards uh, the mask that lies in Boss's hands. I stow it inside my jacket. Uh, I memorized the features of that mask because uh, that's some creepy shit. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. It makes me very uncomfortable. She do not like it. She uncomfy. But, um... I stand beside them as all this is going on, kind of looking up at it, and say, to answer your question, maybe. I don't know what he was feeling in his last moments, but there is, to us, and to most of the people that you see, it's hard hard to consider this art. Killing and maiming someone like this is difficult for most people to empathize with. I know you look at this differently. He watches Nim hangs his head in contemplation for a moment as you say this, as he begins to speak. Textsmith Twiglis von Hamilton Calamander the 32nd has expired. I expect Dr. Alexei Talbot will be taking his place as the next techsmith. Perhaps they will be as inspiring as he was. He had a brilliant mind. Sasha so oh. stops and looks down at Venley. Venley, hmm. this is the sort of thing you should record for a jurgle. I should. Do you mind bringing me one of his teeth, then? I can't disturb the body before they've had a chance to inspect. Uh, and for a moment, you see Nim straighten up with a slight brighter glow in the ring of the of optic lights that encircle the center of his rounded face as if a light bulb brightened. Bring him down to me. I think I have found inspiration. We We have to let the guards see the scene as it is. No. I would say in this case... Wait, I, I can show them that, though. And guys, I will guys, cast I, I'm, encode I'm, thoughts on 
the scene to just preserve what it looks like right now before the body's taken down if they I just want to point that. one thing out. We've yeah. we've been involved in three of these murders in some tangent way. What do you mean involved? <sighs> we've stumbled yeah. across them and been in the area prior to their deaths. The thing is, all the most powerful people in the city are in the area. All the most powerful people in the city know we're trustworthy or are actively fighting against us. Plus <laughs> We didn't find the R, but let's not rule out the fact yes. that maybe it is Hab. We promised not. We promised we'd help the guard, and this would be hindering them. We have an arrow. There's something that what? Nim understands. This is this place, the place Nim is going to understand better than the police are going to understand. Have also, also clarification: you came across um, the ill matter priest. And this is the second one. You did not come across. Yeah, oh, right. that's right. We only heard about the other one. Never mind. Yeah, you read the paper. paper. Yeah. All right. Still, we've it, turned up at multiple of these. But if you guys want to do this, okay. in this I, case, we, we need all the information we can get if we're to help this. We'll explain, and if we're punished or fine for it, so be it. But I would like to hear what he has to say. My my vote is see what Nim knows because this is well beyond the guard at this point. I also vote that way. I mean... At what point do we just as a group admit that we think we're above the law? I am the law. I'm a member of Force Grey. The law is just a list of rules to keep balance and order. As you are all sitting here arguing and having this conversation, the telescope begins to move and lower as Twiggy has moved over and lowered it. You mean Nim. Or Nim, I'm sorry, Nim. Yeah, I was saying, wow. Twiggy doing that would be a different. different. Yeah, surprise, bitches. No, Nim, sorry, Nim, not Twiggy, um, has moved over while y'all are arguing and begins to lower it to get the body. Yeah. Just to clarify, I did it cast and coat. Okay, just making sure y'all caught that. You, you did that. Um, and so the Water Davians know uh, legally the Force Gray does have a little bit of a higher edge over the, the watch. Yep. They, they are allowed to do things that are unsavory as long as it is in the best interest of the city. Yep. Right. But the rest of us are not Force Gray. Yeah, we're Harpers. We. Even shadier things. Yeah. We're like we're literally shadier. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know so that not a shady point, but you Vinley's, know Vinley's point does have weight. Um and so does Petunia. Yep. There's two of us. Yep. Yep. Well. Um and as the device lowers, uh Nim looks and says, Can you please bring him down for me? One more time with less feeling. <laughs> Sorry, bad uh, joke. That's a bad joke. I assist if no one else go. Let's do it. I'll help you. Yeah. Uh, what do I need to roll? Do I need to roll anything? No. No. Nope. You just uncoil the wire that's wrapped around and cutting into his wrists from the rim of the giant lens. And as now that it, I'm closer, am I able to like look and see like, is this done like forcefully? Is it done surgically? Is it done surgically? Yep. I oh, have, great. I have a question. Does he have, when I was looking, when I was examining him, did he have defensive wounds? Make a medicine check for that. 
Ten. Yeah, was there blood on her fingernails? Twelve. CSI. Uh, there is far too much blood around it for you to get a, a clean, a clear vision of that. Okay. I also have a question about okay. this. Well, this is all happening. Do I see any? like reagents or anything that would be used in a ritual to do anything like is there anything magic about this whether he was used in part of a ritual like are there common denominators since this is the first one i've gotten close enough to inspect uh make an arcana check okay Let's see. Oh, that's a 25. Uh, there, do, uh, there does... Th I mean, there is definitely something ritualistic just in the way that it the, the murder is. I mean, it, it is a it is a very gra like detailed way to kill somebody. Right. Very methodical. Uh, methodical, thank you. Um, but as far as anything that is there? Is there? Is this in itself an arcane ritual? Nothing that you can see brings that out. Such a waste. What? This wasn't magical in any way. I thought the other two would be some sort of a ritual to summon something, but this is just murder. Or maybe this is just something beyond our understanding. Perhaps. Nim, what do you see? And as he does that, you bring the body down. Um, you see Nim's arm expand as multiple plates separate and you watch his hand fold back in itself and be replaced by a miniature circular saw. Techsmith Twiggy and I upgraded some of my features to make exploring my inspiration more accessible. I doubt he thought I would be upgrading him as well. He then reaches forward towards Twiggy's head and removes the top hat and the bowler hat from underneath. Hold him steady, please. This will only take a few moments. Uh, um, perhaps uh, a few of us should take- I'm gonna go let the guard know that there's been a murder. Right. I'll be back. I stay. Yeah, yeah I, 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 it's me and Voss. We got the experience, God. Oh, I'm staying. You think this is the first time I? Oh, I know you. I'm not. This wasn't an in-place situation. I'm just, uh... Let's not leave anyone out of the murder party. We all need to feel welcome while we explore hey. this corpse. This is, this is mutilating a corpse. Murder has already happened. Um, Harold's gonna enough. turn to Batunia and he's gonna be like, um. Uh, you know, you don't have to stick around for this if you don't want. It's entirely up to you. Uh, perhaps someone should go talk to the members of the temple. Maybe someone saw someone come in or or go out or. That's I can a great talk idea. To the temple. Sure. What about you, Petunia? Do you want to go with? Sure, I can try. Up to you. It's. Whatever you want. It's fine. She's with me. She'll be fine. He grins and he's like, yeah, you'll be fine. I'll catch up with you guys later. Bye. 
Bye. And then Harold's gonna go over and who's who is all leaving? Leaving. I think V and I are just going downstairs. Okay, so you yeah. all three get to the uh, platform. You switch the lever again, and a loud noise as it descends. You're all filled with a little bit of dread, knowing of what may happen while you are gone. Seisha, you can make your way to find a patrolling watch. And V and Petunia, we will get to you in a second um, uh, to have those conversations. Um, If you are assisting. And uh, holding the body still. Yep. One person make a dex check. One person make a strength check. Uh. Oh, uh. When you say dex, do you mean just straight dex and straight strength, or is this acrobatic acrobatics? Oh, straight dex, straight strength. You're trying to okay. keep him steady and keep him still. I will make that dex check. <laughs> okay, I'm not very strong. I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm a little dexterous, but I'm not very strong. How strong are you, boss? Would you kick my ass in, in arm wrestling? Uh, um, you get the feeling that boss kind of. Sh- like shudders inwardly a little bit this while he is athletic his body's been burned so badly he probably wouldn't be able to muster up the strength to arm wrestle you for very long in all honesty it'd have to be like a quick burst okay so Harold's gonna kind of scratch his chin he's like I just in this want rare to... moment Harold I think you're the most qualified amongst us I do well, I, as sure as my ego is thrilled about this, uh, let's just say that when we work as a team, we always work better, so let's get it done, and you can have some inspiration. Okay. Now, I, since um, I'm there, could I I'll get Harold advantage on the strength check? Mm, yes. Okay. I will okay. say you can help steady, but... Um, Let's see. Let's see this beautiful bean footage. Let's see where this takes us. Uh, including That's the sound the of incoming failure. That is twenty nine. Jeez. <sighs> well, I'm glad I have advantage because that natural one didn't go off. Woo! <laughs> uh, but with that, that is a, a sweltering thirteen. Ooh. Okay. So you hold his hand uh, with, uh, hold his head with Vinley on either side as Voss also stabilizes the body. And if it weren't for Voss uh, and Vinley's help, you see Nim's saw blade that is now uh, over the next couple of minutes as he <laughs> proceeds to cut the top of Twiggy's head off. Oh, oh! the blood-covered, waxy, gray brain matter below. You see that he almost nicked your hand. We're gonna blame that one on me, because I'm not gonna blame the man with the saw. If someone is a practitioner in the field of medical sciences, I require your assistance in removing the wiring attached to his cranial computing unit. All right, that's all you, Vinley. It is imperative that this process is successful for me to begin experimenting with my inspiration. Vinley is the single best medical practitioner I know. There's nobody better in Waterdeep. I hand you the sharpest, thinnest knife I have. Uh, uh, 
I'll give you inspiration. Wave it off and pull a very, very small ritual dagger out of her sleeve. Okay, got creepier. (laughs) And Uh, she pulls her two white gloves on and will pull her hair back and put the wood wand through it to hold it back. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will let you know through your medical practices, you know uh, that this is very hard. Uh, but you yeah, I did give you inspiration. inspiration. Yes, you do have inspiration. All right. Go ahead and make me a medicine check with advantage and inspiration. Okay. I Personal believe in you, breakfast duck. What's your inspiration okay. die? It's a D8. Okay. Let's see what that is. Okay, that's a four. That's a 30. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. Oh! <laughs> you played it like it was the opposite. Yeah. Oof. Okay. All right. So, just barely. Yep. You slowly and carefully pull out the upper section of the spinal cord after successfully dislodging the cerebral cortex from the cranial cavity. You hold it steady as Nim cuts the spinal cord with about six to eight inches left attached to the brain. His saw quickly exchanges for its more dexterous counterpart as he gently cradles the gray matter as his ocular lights begin to glow brighter. And without saying another word, he gets up and walks away towards the spinning gears that line the walls walls and protrude out into the room below, like a mechanical waterfall of tumultuous rolling metal. Without effort, he cascades down each turn, riding the multiple perfectly machined cog teeth like a series of escalators. Oh. Uh, I this is the most fucked up thing I've done in a while. I'm gonna... <laughs> Do you leave? I turn to Harold and I, I, turn to Harold and I say, the day is still short. <laughs> a few hours left. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that hopeful date I get. <laughs> it's covered in blood. Covered in blood um, splatter. Yeah. And, uh, great. And, can I attempt to follow Nim on the path that he's taken through the gears? Absolutely. You want to take the mechanical uh, ride instead of the the platform? Yes, I do. And okay. What are y'all doing with Twiggy's body? Um, um, I'm going to stay on the platform and wait for the guard or someone else to arrive. Okay. And I will throw I my coat over the body so it's not just like out. Just right okay. there. <laughs> respect, you know, some respect for, you know, the dead sort of thing. Like, granted, I just cut, cut, cut him open like a coat can, but, you know, hey. <laughs> respect for the dead and all that. Go ahead and make an acrobatics check. My forte. And it definitely is. That's a 27. Easily, you follow the same way he went, riding the exact same gears down as you use your keen mind to make every step the same as his. Yep. And without, with very little effort, find yourself at the very bottom. Yep. And Harold, you follow the construct and safely ride the lift down. Yeah. Uh, flipping the loud switch as it slowly rises and then descends. Yep. To the room below. And you. Both watch, and even you, Vinley, from above, as you look down, you watch the strange automaton procure a large beaker from an alchemical set before placing the softball-sized brain inside and begin filling it with a series of chemicals that begin to effervesce tiny little bubbles around the brain. He then begins pulling wires and a small Bunsen burner that he begins taking apart. He pauses to look at the brain in a jar 
and then up to the floating disassembled nimble right and only utters a single word. Inspiring. Almost forgetting you are there, he looks back at the sound of the lift hitting the floor. Sorry. And he looks to you, Voss, as you are right next to him. Mm -hmm. In order for this to work, the focusing power crystal will have to be as pure as glass, but powerful enough not to shatter. Do you think a material such as this exists? Uh, a yeah. lens strong enough, but also clear. But he said, but um, not, not like he, you pick up that glass, he thinks glass would not work. So a lens is not enough. Okay. Uh, I can't um, hear that, right? You're sure you can. You're, you, I mean, you're, uh, make a perception check. There's loud gears. What, yeah. What's your passive perception? Oh, it's yeah, like what, 16, right? Yeah, it's 16. Yeah, you can, okay. hear it. Yeah, you can hear it. Um, I will have Savard flutter down mm -hmm. with a diamond in his grips. How much is this diamond worth? Uh, I have one for a hundred gold and one for 300. As it flutters down, he goes, ah, oh, this material should work. If only it were bigger. Also, I, were you successful I in retrieving the dragon, and therefore my shard. Yes, and I hand the nimble right detector back to him. Okay. And there's the nimble right detector, and then there was a, one of his shards was in the ruby. Just so I right. have, I have that one. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. He goes. He takes that, and he goes. Ah. Yes. This one should work, but for what I am going to do, I think I will need more. As he then I look at it. presses on his chest, and knowing now how the dragon worked, you see that he clicks a button that separates it, and then he presses on the inside as the hinges rotate out from the side and then flip open, as he then puts the shard floating in the stasis with the other pieces and then closes it back. Interesting. Um, I look at Bentley and I say did you give him the 100 one or the 300? The 100. Which one did you give him? The 100? Yeah. I say you can have my share. I think this is important. Uh, make an intelligence check, Bentley. Okay. Um, straight intelligence is a 14. You get the sense that what he is trying, what he is trying to mimic, is probably going to require a diamond of at least five hundred gold or more. Yeah. Um. I can't really shout that down. Mm -hmm. No fair. It's fine. Um, but as he's looking at this, he goes, "That is fine. I shall acquire one. I do oh. not need yours." And with that power source and the pieces and the pieces of my shard, I will hopefully be able to bring the techsmith back. This experiment will take some time, and I thank you for your assistance. I do hope you back find the rest of your day inspiring. 
You bring him, bring him back, bring him back. How? What do you mean, bring him back? I need, I need to know if Vinley knows what he's talking about. Uh, eighteen Arcana. You, there are several things he could be talking about. You're not sure what he is talking about. Yeah. Though. Okay. There are there are too many probabilities of of how this could go and what he could be doing to discern, yeah, for certain what it is. Gotcha. Yeah. You pick up. Probably not regular resurrection though. Does it sound like something that was casted on me once? But that would be regular resurrection in the sense of. Oh oh oh! Yeah. Gotcha gotcha gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. You, you, you definitely plan. pick up that he's not not really doing that, but maybe something along those lines, but it's hard to tell what. Yikes. <laughs> okay, well, I guess you can explain to the cops while we go return some horses. That seems... We gotta return some horses, though. You're gonna put him in a can? Is that what's happening? He is already in a jar. I seek to give him life as he looks back towards the nimble right that's splayed out across in the stasis field. I'm really glad you're one of the good guys. Can we go? Sure. And while this is happening... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Seisha, easy enough. Uh, you wander the streets for a moment and gather some watch as uh, you uh, come back towards um, the House of Inspired Hands. Um, v and Petunia, you go and uh, you find those two that were arguing amongst themselves earlier as they have uh, sequestered their creatures to different locations and in cages and all of that. Okay. You ready? Uh, I, I suppose. Um, excuse me. Um, hi. Pardon me. Yes. Hello. It is us. I just realized the enormous size difference between them. They gotta do this number when yeah. looking between. Okay. All right. So just out of curiosity, Twiggy. So like. Yeah. Here's the. He's the techsmith. Oh yeah, he's totally the techsmith. Uh, he's he's in charge here. What? Was he expecting company today? Did anyone else go up to see him? Did anyone visit him? Who was the last person you saw him? Who was the last person? He, he just kind of hangs out in that room with the new uh, nimble right. I, 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 so he I, hangs out with the new nimble right. He doesn't hang out with anyone else. I mean, he's he's kind of a weird dude. Pardon me to interrupt, but, but we 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 have some rather um, disturbing news. Um, I, I don't know how to put this very lightly, but but uh, we we just found his body. Oh yeah, in the observatory. Um, one of our companions is sent for a, the guard, but we were just trying to find out who saw him last, who was with him last. N Nim didn't witness it. This is a little above my pay grade. Sorry, I forgot y'all didn't know he was dead. Oh, yeah. And you sighs. Dr. Alexi! <laughs> hey, Dr. Talbot. Dr. Talbot! As they uh, make their way off to go retrieve the very imposing and sinister looking Dr. Alexi Talbot. 
Um, as you hear the squeaking rubber and uh, latex uh, make make its way towards your uh, location. Why have I been disturbed? You got your money, why are you still here? There, there's There's been an incident. <clears throat> He's dead. <sighs> and we just wanna know like who was the last person to talk to him. Or How do you know this? Because we just found him. Take me to his body. Okay. Now. Okay, as they walk away, uh, V kind of says to, <laughs> says to <laughs> Petunia, I think this is going really well. Uh. Is all she just sighs and follows Dr. Alexi. <laughs> um, he's going to follow you. They are going to follow you. Sorry. Yeah, they are going to follow you. <laughs> and she, they, she, she will lead the way. And. Uh, huh. <laughs> That's also do. She's just. At least quietly leading the way. Yeah, and, uh, I really got uh, this opportunity to practice my people skills, you know? She says uh, questionably to Petunia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about, about the time that uh, Harold, Voss, and Vinley are starting to make their way out is when... Uh, Vinley, are you staying the whole time? I think I was going to stay with the body until the guard got okay. there. Okay. Um, so with, with that knowledge, uh, Voss and Harold, would you have left? I would have stayed with the ground. Okay. Yeah. So you all walk in uh, at the end of that conversation, um, and Harold and Voss, you see uh, Petunia and V being (laughs) escorting uh, Dr. Talbot. And then Vinley, Vinley, you finally see Dr. Talbot as well. And let's be clear uh, none of us have blood on us from assault. Okay. Oh, oh, you pressed the station? Yeah. Okay, fair. Oh, uh, of course, we have nothing to do with it. We just found him. Uh, and you kind of hear... Uh, as in V's mind. Talk, Dr. Talbot, uh, speak up. Nam? Uh, How can I be of assistance, Doctor? Is Techsmith Twiggy expired? His spark is no longer with us. I see. Take me to his body. I must examine it myself. And Twiggy will, I mean, not Twiggy, sorry, Nim will ride the cogs all the way back up as you see uh, Dr. Talbot. Dramatic. Make their way over, (laughs) over to the platform. Oh my God! She's, there's not going to be any way for them to know that the head was cut off by Nim because it looks like part of the ritual death. Yeah. That's I why imagine that can be explained. Exist. Wait, do me and Petunia know the head was cut off? No. We know no. that they were okay. about to do something strange. Do we just know we're about to come back to the body person. and they'll be like, "Oh wow, the head's missing now." Okay. Uh, not, not the head, head just, just the, top. the top. The top is has been removed. Hannibal Lecter style. Shame that someone put the hat back on him. As um, as as he moves over to the lift, are you following? Yeah. 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 uh, yeah. They They asked us to take it to him, so I. We'll we'll follow. We'll follow them the whole way up. Um, As 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 he uh, as he gets on, he starts the lift before any of y'all get there. Like he does not wait. I take the. They do not wait for you all. Good lord. I also never. Are with him. 
I also never came down. I understand. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> the others. I'll take Gogs back up and be dramatic. Okay, go ahead and make another acrobatics trek. So much right. drama. Uh, and as as he as he clicks it on, he turns and God, as they turn and face the um, uh, uh, face out, your presence is not required, as your brain is not sizable enough to understand what is transpiring here. As he and and that statement is not a, a retort; it is a he says it as a matter of fact, like scientific fact. Okay, defense. then we'll just go. The guards are coming, just so you know. Natural 20. <laughs> uh, and uh, <clears throat> you easily ride it up. And as they turn and get off and and walk up, uh, hands behind their back, as they continue to move slowly up, inspecting everything uh, as he looks over that. If you would please be so kind as to remove the coat. Vinley like turns to Nim because she knows this person is not talking to her. Um, <clears throat> Nim will walk over and remove the 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 fabric that is covering the body. Let's go. Just toss that down here. Uh, and uh, it, just so you know, uh, V, you were left down below. You, you yeah, did not we, wait on you. Oh, yeah, I we would. We didn't with. follow them up. Yeah, we're. Uh -oh. We're all still stuck at the bottom. My yeah. bad, my bad. I... Okay. Um, so who is upstairs? Venli, Voss, Nim, and Dr. Alexi. Alexi. All right, well, never mind. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> inspiring. I see. Nim, did you do this? I did not. I was busy in the forge. He looks over it. I see. I will collect the Gondars. His body will go into the other areas for autopsy. Can I make an insight check on him generally to see if I can parse through and see how he's feeling about all of this? Yeah, I also yeah. want to, because uh, Harold's yes. thought process, process is probably the same as Voss's. Yeah. It's real convenient yeah. this guy, uh, th this individual just showed up. Like, this is just real convenient. Uh, yes, and you can you can totally uh, ins uh, insight check them and see what they... Oh, I, uh, I, I don't know shit. <laughs> I doubt I've done much better. It's 12. I got a 7. Yeah, really, I mean, almost like Nim. Very hard to read. Yep. It's, it's like trying to read a personality in ones and zeros. Yes. Harold leans over to Voss and goes, I, I can't get a read on them. I'm upstairs. Oh, wait, I'm not. Yeah, you're upstairs. That's yeah. right. I, I, uh -huh. yeah. uh, as uh, as <laughs> uh, he turns to you, um, Vinley and uh, Voss, a thank you for bringing this to our attention. This is now the temple's jurisdiction, and we will conduct the autopsy ourselves. Your time here is done, I believe. And then it is about this time that you, uh, those that are down below, see Seisha return with the watch, and those that are above hear the whistles of the watch, making their presence known. Of course. Doctor, I do believe the watch has come to inspect over the unfortunate 
circumstances. Here to taint the scene, more like it. Unintelligible wits. I mean, I agree with you on that one, as she's walking towards the platform. Harold's like waving them, like, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, I... well, he will he will turn to you, Vinley, uh, as you move. You can send them up on the lift. I will wait here for them. Uh, Harold's going to stand down at the bottom of the lift and wait. I will say before I go, um, kind of lean into them and just say, thank you. As always, your work is inspiring. Are you speaking to Nim or are you speaking to Nim. Dr. Talbot? Okay. Nim. Um, if you want to see what your mask does more, I simply say, do what I cannot, as I do not have a jaw that moves. Understood. Thank you. We'll meet again soon, I hope. This may take some time. I am working with inspiration that may take a while to unravel. Then I can't wait to see the results. You were not there, Seisha. No, she did. She just showed yeah. up. All the watch showed up. Uh, but yeah. they are still up top. Seisha is down at the bottom. Got it. Oh, I'm waiting for, for them to come down because I got to give yep. them. Okay. Yeah, uh, so. Finish, we, finish that up and leave. We yep. get on the platform, and as it's going down, Vinley, without looking at Voss, says, I like your new mask. As it slowly. So uh, and Nim will ride the gears back down. Um, and and then we'll come to you. Ah. This will be very useful in the times ahead. And he doesn't take the ruby, it picks off the shard that is embedded into it. That you can leave with the other mechanical inventors. It will still be used as the power source for shield meat. Is there someone we could talk to about the personality that gets put into these things? A personality? inspiring as he's looking over the shard what did it do it hoarded horses and demanded obedience it seemed to think you oh I, i'm not there am i there you're there uh, you're there yeah you're okay downstairs. i was like i forgot where i am <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to think it was like kind of like a god almost it, it, it had the personality like... of a dragon and that's it and nim shakes his nods his head yes inspiring it was also if... capable of cognitive thought. So Small, was it programmed? But I heard it. Believe it's a dragon. Uh, go ahead and make me an intelligence check. Um, pretty much anybody here can make. Okay. Their... <laughs> pretty much anyone. Okay. Well, that's not gonna do so great for V, but we'll try. <laughs> I'm not too Something shabby at that. All I just assumed it picked horses because horses are like also part of parades, and it was like that. But apparently, no, it doesn't it, matter. It saw them as a subjugator. It saw it saw them as subjugated beings. Oh. And it was a liberator. Or it got confused for horde for okay. horse. I got Seisho. 18. Okay, Harold. 18, uh, 11. baby. Okay. Oh, not 19, 18, because I get a plus zero. Okay, Petunia. Seven. And Vinley. 15. Okay, anybody who got over a 15, you can discern, you can go ahead and discern the fact that whatever personality this dragon had came from the shard from Nim. That... Pretty sure your shard did all this. 
That's just a guess. I got a hunch. It's a pretty good one. And you can, yeah, you can already see that Nim has kind of deducted this. Yes. But it gave it the personality of a dragon. I, this is pleasing. As it should, it? it should bring back the personality of what was lost. And Where is he, the shard from? And you watch as he pushes on his chest and, and just it opens like, up. Just and like he, the dragon opens up and there's floating shards inside in a stasis. And he puts it back inside of himself. Does that mean you just really like horses? <laughs> I am unsure as to why the mechanical dragon was attuned to such majestic creatures, but I assure you, I am not attached to them. You just called them majestic. I think you like horses. Uh, you don't want to admit it, you don't want to be a horse girl. I get I, it. I get I it. <laughs> we all went through that phase when we were younger. I, I did. It's not my fault. I'm not great hey, with It's them. not really the time. Oh, sorry. Ma'am, where did those shards come from? Where did they originate from? I presume Lantern, where I am created. Interesting. Thank you. Well, I never feel super comfortable around the watch. Let's go. Sorry for your loss, Nim. It would only be, hopefully, temporary. I hope so, too. And he looks to you all, and he says once again, I hope to find, I hope you find the rest of your day inspiring. I will. Thank you. Agma, illuminate your path, Nim. And he turns away and uh, goes back to work on Seisha. And V and Petunia, you see now a brain effervescing and floating in a large beaker filled with uh, like a clear, soft blue uh, liquid as he then begins to take apart a large Bunsen burner and start working with that. And You're gonna fry it? You're gonna fry the brain? Do you see him take away the cooking unit and then bring over like a sound making unit? And, but beyond that, it's, yeah. you have no idea what he's doing. We need to go what? to every brain? temple. We need to go to every temple we've ever been to and let them know what's happening because I think there's somebody who's dead that we haven't found yet. It could be like Hab Habanino. We need to do that right now? Are we gonna go to every temple and just ask if has somebody died recently? No, I'm saying Perhaps. we need to make a habit of stopping off at temples as we're on our way to do other things and just let them know. But if yeah. we aren't missing an R, maybe oh. it just means habits, and they have the bad habits of killing people. Or just a simple suggestion. We could tell the guard to make a safety check on all the temples, thoroughly search them, make sure the head priests and priestesses are all okay. I'll go I'm sure Crom we're not the first people to put this together. I'll, I'll see if I can go visit Cromley. He's been involved in it. Are you all having this conversation in Nim's workshop? No, I right know this we is haven't left yet. So I would imagine this is outside on the street. Yeah. Okay. Um, I imagine this is just like okay. next to the door, but if we're outside, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And as as you are leaving, having this conversation, you hear from up top. 
Now that the distractions are gone, let us begin. What the fuck are they oh. doing? Is what she whispers to Harold. I don't know. As, as he's talking to the guards. Yeah. As they are talking to the guards. My lord, I'll get that right eventually. I don't like that she then uh, says to Harold. I don't like them. That Something's off. I mean, of course. They're they're all a bit eccentric in there. I mean, that that's the price of their brilliance. What? They're hard to read. I couldn't get a good read on them. Because so. they're purely logical. They're not necessarily emotional. But where did the brain come from? That was well, we should days. probably not talk about this on the street. We need Thank to you. Get, we need to get the horses back. Let's head to the bar. Um, and easy enough, uh, the... The dragon, as you come out, the dragon has already been removed through uh, the mechanisms provided by Gond, and you notice that uh, there is a man waiting with the two Shire horses only, as the um, other cart has left. Uh, Right, with the horses, horses Yep. And if everybody is going along, Seisha, I guess you're going to Cromley. Okay. Um, Everybody else making their way to the tavern, I guess, to return the Horses to uh, Rusty? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, you all make your way down Delzorn Street and up the high road and then onto uh, Sarah Dune Street where your tavern is. And you return back to your tavern to find the middle aged farmer with the scraggly chin strap beard working his way through a golden flaky crust top shepherd's pie. Oh, man. Why do you do oh. that to me, Dustin? I'm gonna sounds so good. I'm gonna walk up to him and clap my hand on his shoulder and be like, "How's the pie, my friend?" You know, this is one of the this is one of the best pies I've ever had. Well, we're happy to have you here, man. Hey, and we compliments got compliments to your chef. Absolutely, I'll let him know. Uh, while we got you here, we we got your horses waiting for you outside. You want to come out and see him? Uh. Sure, I'll come out. And as he looks upon Sean, uh, Taya, and Yandala again, he says, I can't thank you enough for returning my ladies to me. Um, sadly, as he looks up, uh, um, look, looks in, in his pocket, I don't have much spare coin. Everything I just earned is enough to hold me over until fall's harvest. That's fine. Um, could you maybe do me one favor? You're, you did me one. I don't see why I couldn't do you. I'm going to fish out enough gold to buy all of the horse's apples at White Bull Run, which was my promise to Monty. Yep. Okay. Uh, an apple is a nib. There's 30. Uh, so three silver. Well, like I said, double it. Because okay. I want them all to have two apples. Okay. So I will give them, I will give him uh, a six. I'll give him a gold and be like, this should be enough to get all the apples for all the horses that I promised them apples to don't get, don't even, it's a long story. I was using a lot of weird spells. So if you could just get two apples at least for every horse at white bull, that would be fantastic. Um, that would be huge for me and you can keep any change. He looks you over as what you're saying and, and it doesn't like come to a surprise. And he's like, I didn't really take you one for a druid tack, but um, I'll, I'll do this for you. Uh, I wish I could stay and hear all about how you saved them or whatever creature snatched them away, but sadly I have to start making my way back. But maybe 
I'll hear the tale from Ch uh, Chante and Yandala's own words as I ask the Grain Knight. He's our town druid. Oh, I see. Uh, keeps the land fertile and you know, our renowned horses healthy and happy. Nice place to have. Nice place you have here. Like I said, damn good food. Bartender's a little quiet, but a good listener. I have a question. Okay. What name did he say was the name of the druid? He said Grain Knight. Okay. I don't recognize that at all. No. no it's just Perfect. a title. Yeah, that okay. they've given him. Um, but who, who knows? One day I may hear tales of your heroics um, as they reach Amphail one day. That would be something. And with that, he uh, he grabs his uh, his horses and begins walking back to where his cart once was. Yep, down Bull <laughs> <Michael> Run, <laughs> or oh, yeah. a little bit further past yep. Bull Run. <laughs> but but he's he's happy, and you actually hear him like talking to the horses as he moves on. Harold's going to turn to the others and go, "I don't know what it is, but that's one of my favorite guys we've met so far." He's very sweet. I'm glad he got his horses back. They have lovely names. I know, right? Um, how about we all go inside and chill out and wait for Sasha? Okay. I need to make a quick stop somewhere, actually. Yeah? I want to go to Follows just very quickly. Okay, easy enough. You can yeah. go check them out. Um, you go to the door. It's locked. You ring the bell. A couple of minutes later, they open the door. Okay. Um, how much did we all get? Because it's a thousand gold between six of us, correct? It's 166 gold, and one person gets 167. I vote Petunia uh, we'll gets the extra gold. Yeah, there you go. Aw, guys. Cool. <laughs> oh, shucks. Cost shucks. Cool. 167, um, you said? Mm hmm. Yes. I go into their shop and see if they're around. Uh, they are. As I said, you the door's locked, but you ring the bell, they, they come down. Yep. Okay. Um I bow. Uh give them a curt like just I don't yep. know not, but go up to the counter and say follow. I First, I apologize for being a poor apprentice, as I seem to have not made my way past here as often as I would like. Um, I know who you're involved with, so I understand. Thank you. Secondly, myself and my companions find ourselves often up against foes that seem to have the ability to seem to control our will. It happened to me, it's happened to others in our group. I'm asking if you have anything that might fortify our minds or spirits against such intrusions, or anything you could show me how to make, or ingredients I could buy to make myself, or if I'm even capable of that. I do not have something on hand, but... I'm sure it is possible. Um, what would be required? 
Ooh, they muted. Delegating. Uh oh. I love how their hands are just kind of floating. I like this because it looks like he's taking a selfie with an invisible. It does. Oh, it does. <laughs> or Yorick. Like he's covering he's covering the logo's eye because it's just scandalous. You <laughs> oh, can't I just see this. Invisible selfie. You've you've already provided me with uh, the lion's mane mushroom. It's said to have properties that help shield the mind. An, an order that the Castellanders put in of over a month ago. But I still have some of the reagents. I can work on this. Um, if you would assist me, uh, you and V. Sure. Uh, it doesn't have to be right now. I mean, this is something that can happen over the next couple of downtimes or whatever. Like this, yeah, they, enough, they, they are not asking you to do this right this second. Yeah, they're saying it is possible. I will have to yeah. think about what the mixture needs to be, but I will need help. Yeah. Okay. And with that, I buy, um, just because I don't know about time to make it myself, I would like to buy three health potions. Okay. okay. 100. Uh, and. Yeah, 135 gold. 135 gold. Um, and I would like to buy. Two uh, uh, two things of alchemist supplies as well to make my own. Okay, just reagents and stuff. Yeah. Uh, instead of the whole yeah. kit, it's uh, it's only twenty five. Hold on, let me look at how much. We'll figure, we'll tell you how much that is in a second. Uh, okay. During break, but you can easily buy it. Uh, Seisha. Uh, all right, you make your way to the quaint townhome of the retired sergeant where he invites you in to his uh, no fairly cluttered home. Piles and piles, now fairly, sorry, uh, piles and piles of small wooden crates filled with pages and pages of notes, wanted posters, personal sketches, and notebooks. He quickly lets you know he hasn't found all of his chameleon killer notes yet, as he is sifting through 15 years of personal writings on scraps and scattered notebooks. However, he does hand you a very small notebook filled with notes on his first big case. And looking over it, you instantly recognize the telltale signs of the chame chameleon killer and the similarities it has to the murders happening around town recently. Most of it is pointless scribblings of writing down too much information, citing everything he did that day as a new detective uh, and it, with exact timestamps with every note. You eventually come to a page, the page you are looking for, um, hopefully to give you some hidden insight of what the connection could be. And before you go reading any further, you can, obviously you, I know you wanna tell him stuff, yeah. Uh, um, there's, there's been another murder. One of the, um, oh, <laughs> sorry, um, Twiggy at the House of Gone, um, was murdered and his corpse defiled in that same way. I've, I've realized something that over the course of these murders, the the words 
that are carved onto them. They're the riddles. And they spell out letters. The the answers to the riddles are letters. So he far, looks con- as you say this. He looks contemplative for a moment before realizing something he never noticed before. We never deduced that. Interesting. The carvings always seem to be tied to the victim, or so we thought. If you look at the notebook yes, I yes. showed you, um, and he points out the the page that you're on. And you see that it says Marpanoth, 23rd, 8.03 p.m. Saw my first uh, horrifically murdered body today. What gods would allow such a gruesome act? I'm probably not going to be able to sleep for weeks, but that's what coffee's for. Strange victim choice as well. Maybe they got lucky and killed one of the greys for the good guys. Hard to say with how gruesome it was. First time I've seen a doppelganger, and it's from one that seemingly dropped from atop the Tarth's Tower Inn on Feather Street in the Seaward. Still can't figure out what the meaning behind the haunting message scrawled into the body was. Such an odd phrase. And it says, what makes me me is also in you, but not in him. You'll find me if you look up, but not down. Look for me in the Colosseum, for I'm not in my tower. I'm only a small piece of the puzzle but not something you will ever find. And as you're reading that over, he continues. He goes, for example, this riddle talked of a tower where the body was found and Mm -hmm. also a Colosseum where the second body was found. But I will say if there's anyone else you might know that could possibly ask about these murders, I would look into it. I will continue to try and find more notes. We need to find out if this is a copycat killer or if it is the same one returned after all these years. And he looks at you straight into the eyes and he goes, good work, Seisha. You might have made a damn good detective. Thank you, thank you. Um, we've been gone briefly. There hasn't been any word of another death since the last time I saw you, has there? There's not, and you actually see him like putting on his tabard and coat and stuff like that. And he goes, your news brings um, shadows upon my door. I need to go to Barnabas. Yes, um, just do me, if, if you can, um, check in on some of the temples. I think there may be a death we haven't found yet. We'll look into it, thank you. Again. Thank you, thank you, I, I'm going to, to read this. Thank you. Again, good work. And Thank you. Nice he's going to take his coat, walk you out with him, and he is going to leave. And Seisha will ride back to the the bar with a trot, just happy as can be. She's mixed emotions, but she just got approval. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh. And with everyone at the tavern all back together as Seisha returns that is where we're going to take a break yeah <clears throat> we will be back in about 15 minutes or so um, we're gonna take a quick break if you haven't already enter hashtag eldritch and hashtag beyond into the chat uh, for your chance to win a eldritch foundry miniature and a digital copy of rhyme of frost maiden from D&D Beyond. Yep, that is on the Rock Punch uh, ATL Twitch chat. Remember to enter only once so you're not disqualified. Uh, 
We'll see you in a couple minutes. Yep. Welcome to Rock Punch, where the gags are aplenty and the shenanigans never stop. Come join the gang on a high-flying adventure around Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, 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 wait. Who picked this 40s theme? What does this have to do with... Watch the crew as they fumble through the workplace. That was just a little payback for the last year of the emotional turmoil that you've all put me through. Complain about movies? That's the worst movie of this year so far, hands down. Oh, what yeah. What's coming Without a doubt. What's come Stream on Twitch. You die. Stop it, okay? I did my best. Voice. And so much more. Boredom a part of your day? Well, not anymore. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a ragtag group of misfits who couldn't hold down any other job than this one? It is. So, tune in at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl or watch their videos released every Wednesday on YouTube. Whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I, I don't think- Great! I'm not- Excellent! With entertainment for geeks and gamers, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a jitterbug break and save your money at the soda shop and tune in to Rock Punch. <laughs> Uh, it's Harry again. Wow, halfway through the podcast already? I've almost got the pants on now. Hey everyone, oh, we have returned. I didn't see you there. <laughs> didn't see you walk in. Hello. Didn't see you walk in, hello. <clears throat> Alright, so the BFGs have returned all of the horses, have gotten fat loots in payment, uh, returned the dragon to the Temple of Gone, but there they found... Uh, an unfortunate, cir unfortunate circumstance as, as uh, Twiggy. Twiggy, the techsmith and head priest of the Temple of Gone, has been murdered brutally in the same manner as the others. With yep. Making a total of three now. Making a total of three. Uh, <clears throat> uh, they spoke with Nim, as Nim has some crazy idea as to how to bring uh, techsmith Twiggy back. They met a couple of new uh, characters, that work in the Temple of God, as Shaysha then made her way to Cromley, who congratulated her on her deductive reasoning of finding out that there are clues hidden within the messages scrawled across the bodies that are murdered. Uh, now everyone has returned back to the tavern at Trollskull, uh, <clears throat> or the spirits of Trollskull, yep. and that is where we find all of our intrepid adventures. And Harold will light so, the fire in the hearth so that we can heal 2d8 plus 3, I believe, is what we came to. Yep. yep. Yes. Thank you, uh, Beetle and Grim. So, um, I try to gather the group into a single place. I mean, you are all sitting in the downstairs area around the hearth. <clears throat> I'm sorry, like, am I back at this point? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Everybody okay. has returned. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, there's, there's like little couches and chairs and everything all <clears throat> around. I understand that the past few days have been trying for everyone here. Well, it's not normally my place to do so. I thought I'd introduce a little bit of levity into it. And I pull out five tickets for a play that is happening tonight. Ballet. Ballet that is happening tonight. Boss, you oh. like the ballet? You like theater? Yeah. I'm gonna roll insight. 
You had I'm rolling insight too. I immediately think yeah. he's up to something. Oh my. No, no. Oh, and hey, I get advantage. Wait, you have interests oh, in hobbies? Wow. <laughs> it's hey. a good thing I have advantage. I've just never <laughs> seen him have an interest or a hobby. It's a valid. Twenty-two question. deception. I got a natural twenty. Insight. Wow. Twenty twenty-five. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. It doesn't even matter. Wow. We know you that um, well now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, uh, what do they pick up, boss? So, uh, he has an interest in this. He does not have a necessarily an interest in ballet or theater, which, to be fair, is kind of strange. Um, there's a reason. In other words, there's a, a reason he wants interest. to be here. Yes, but I yes. will also say that the sentiment behind getting tickets for all of you and and taking a, a much needed break to enjoy the evening is genuine. Yes. Yes, that is true. You pick so, up that that was a genuine choice this, that you made. Okay. This is you would get that this isn't a ploy. Okay, yeah, got it. There's a reason he wants to be there, but he's but he but it's not necessarily like I'm dragging. No, I'm not. Into, yeah. Yeah, I'm not tricking you guys into anything. Got it. Okay. So uh, Harold. You've got five tickets. But Petunia kind of perks up and looks at the tickets, and then she'll dig into her bag and she'll pull out um, a book that's got a, a blue leather cover on it, and she'll open it up to where she had a ticket that she was using as a bookmark. And she was going. When were you planning to tell us this? Perfect. Were you? Is have you been An following me? We get to no, I have not been following you, Petunia. And if I were, you wouldn't know. Just well, that's so. why she's asking. Because <laughs> she does. There's no need to be creepy. In any case, I thought this might gift. be a good change of pace. Wait, wait! It was a gift. Who gave it to you? From my boss. Oh, okay. Oh, not from boss, your boss. I think, I think I'm a little paranoid. I would love to go, and Harold turns to look at Petunia with you. Okay. Which, uh, it's an orchestra seat. I don't know what your seats are. Harold reaches for a ticket, staring at her like there is no way, and he's going to look down at the ticket and see where they're seated. You are not seated next to her. You're on the same row, though. Maybe you can trade with someone, Petunia. Harold, check the other tickets. I start swapping between the tickets. <laughs> you find one that's right next to her seat. Well, I found my seat. Oh, <laughs> Harold oh. stares and looks and looks back at her and looks down at it. It's like, that is uncanny. <laughs> like, just like my- thinking about the odds. I can only be so unlucky. I need to take you to a casino sometime, but until then. <gasps> Boss, I wish you had told dice, me I could have got a ticket and taken Gary L. It was kind of a last minute thing, and considering we just got back from a dimension and there wasn't an appropriate time to bring it up except now. Oh, Harold turns and genuinely like nods his head and is like, Thank you, Voss. I think we all really needed this. This is going to be great. You're welcome. Thanks, boss. Big I'm glad hug. I don't have to go I, now. I accept this hug, but I am also looking at Finley, who does not seem to have, just kind of like gauging if she even has interest in this. 
So she has interest in it. She's not trying to hide anything. She's happy that you seem to want to lighten up the mood of everyone. I'm trying to find the best way to put that. Okay. Happy, but in a weird headspace. Mm-hmm. Can I make an insight check to see if Sasha's picking up on something? I... No. Like I don't know. I don't know if it's just that Katie's clueful. I don't know that Seisha would be that clueful. Is the problem? Probably not. Okay. I don't think there's anything there yet. Yeah, I think Vinley is the, okay. the queen of I, just, I can put on the face. I've just noticed Voss is like paying attention to her several times this evening. So I'm like, would Seisha have picked up on that? You also know that. I feel like she just went through something yeah. possibly pretty traumatic. That's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just someone doesn't mean it's like that. It's Sasha's head. In any case, um, boss offers the tickets to the group. Uh, please that the two can join and uh, just essentially how how many how long is it until the play or the ballet? Sorry. Um, given the day after everything that you've done. There's probably like two hours beforehand. <gasps> Ready? Um, I will say this to uh, Harold because you are a Water Davian, and you were specifically looking over the um, the tickets. This is to the Lightsinger Theater, and you would know Lightsinger Theater is a little hoity-toity. I we have go, to look nice. I turned to yeah, I turned to look at V, and I'm like. We're talking. This is light. What, what was it called specifically? Light again? singer. This, this is the light singer hall. So I'm yeah. talking. We're talking. You know what I mean? Like I need someone nice. to bring my hair. Oh. I can. And I will also say this: it is not. It's like a high-end restaurant that's not black tie, but you have to. It, there is a dress no denim. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you telling me no plate mail? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Oh, you have maybe. to wear nice dresses. <laughs> no. Cocktail, no. not evening gown, is what he's going for. It's formal plate you only. You can wear it short, <laughs> but not too short. But if you wear it to your ankles, people might think you're dressed up too much. Harold no, considers all of his options, and it's just like getting nervous trying to think about what would be the right thing to wear for Petunia's sake. And you can see sweat starting to bead on his forehead as for the first time he has no idea what to do in a social situation. You see Petunia look just about as unsure of what to wear as he does. Petunia, let's help you get dressed. Uh, I don't really have anything. I'll do your hair. Or a nice blouse. I'm sure you look good in anything though. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Harold, uh-huh. you have a nice tunic somewhere, right? What? No. What about what? the outfit yes, you wore you. to the bachelor party? You have party. plenty of bachelor party tunics. I don't. I, I don't. I don't wear ruffles anymore. There's the bachelor party outfit. What happened to them? The bachelor party outfit is actually probably too much. Everyone. <laughs> Noticing Harold's immense trepidation and everyone <laughs> questioning him like this is an interrogation, I say, why don't we go ahead and take this time to prepare ourselves and just move to our respective environments? I'm sure Harold has a million thoughts parsing through his mind right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fountain of wit. 
mean? Junior, yes. You are a bard. What? Yes. Look, uh, maybe this will help. It's not dressy. It's dressy casual. I have no okay. idea what the words you're saying mean. What? I don't either. Wait. Ugh. Do I just can I, can I wear out? my armor? I know what I'm wearing. You cannot wear your armor. Ugh. You cannot well, wear your armor. Carol's going to. Carol's going to cast. Uh, minor illusion in his hand uh, to make the image of like some examples of clothing of this type that would be expected at Lightsinger because he knows oh. firsthand. And he's like, here's some examples. I can oh. wear my dick outfit! Yes, but not I, the cheetah print. No, not the cheetah print. Never the cheetah print. Someday, someday it'll be the cheetah print. Well, what I, it was the cheetah print, you know, the bachelor party. Well, yeah. That's true. That day's coming on. Let's let's go get ready. Okay. Oh. Hey, Petunia. Uh, Harold looks over Can at Petunia I... and he's like, "Well, how? Well, where are you going to go so I know where to meet meet you for the, uh, so we can so we can go, we we're gonna so we are where you guys do gonna I go? go have dinner first? Do we have time? I don't think we have time. I don't know. We don't have time. Are you kidding me? Literally, by the time I'm done, it's gonna be like no, forty no. minutes they, before the they show. They would go. They would go have dinner, V. Not all of us. Yeah, but they need the time to get ready. I don't have anything. Well, I guess would what I have now be efficient? Sufficient? Vinley, I see Vinley shaking her head. Mm-mm. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're the leather. Corset it's a little worn. Oh. But okay. the yellow, the golden yellow underneath is nice. Really pretty. Maybe we can like move some stuff around and make it a little more appropriate. Here, come Please. upstairs with us. Oh, okay. Oh. Grace is gonna grab her hands and go running off with her. Can I see her, her feet kind of kick a little something. bit as she gets airborne. Yes, slightly. yes, you can get my assistance. Yes, 100. He waves as they all disappear. And then he runs, he moves over to Voss and he like, does have his jaggy seems a little more calm down. Like, <clears throat> help me. <laughs> Vinley kind of snickers at that. Um. With? What do you mean with? Look at me, I'm a drowning fish. Okay. Um. First, uh, you are, you are drowning a bit. Uh, Okay, that. you're not helping so far. Uh, okay. I understand your... I understand your issue. Alright. It's obvious, and every member of our group has essentially spat it out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm painfully aware of that. Our group is not subtle with personal matters, it would seem. Well, so let me ask you this, then. Let me ask you this, then. Why do you like her? I don't know, man. She represents, to me, she's sort of like the life I always imagined for myself one day where things are like kind of normal and I'm not like doing cons or working with assassins or whatever the fuck it is we do now. But the, the fact of the matter is she lives such a life where she can just live and be and I love seeing her just be I know exactly what you mean a 
it sometimes feels like people like that are worlds apart. I understand that. However, has it ever occurred to you that maybe the things she's interested in you are the things that perhaps you don't like about yourself, your charm, your wit, all of the things that make you you? Yeah, but then I think about those things and I have to compare it to the fact that I held a gnome's head down while a robot sawed it through and took out the brain and put it in a jar. And it's hard yes. to fathom those two things together when it's like, oh, you're a charming guy and, and that's really, really nice, but also you, you go to the far realm and you eat yourself in your dreams. So, it, you know, it's just a hard... It's a hard balance to imagine. So don't think about that. Don't think about anything else except what do you want from her and what do you want to show her? What is that? All of the rest of the things you've done that we've done don't matter right now. What matters is what you want and what you want to show her. And that's it. That's, that's it. Thanks, man. And he genuinely seems like kind of like it like it kind of simplifies it in his mind and he kind of clasps you on the shoulder and he's like big hug big big brotherly hug we doing that yeah yeah we'll we'll do that and he comes in you can tell there's something off about him on this but he kind of brushes it down and then maintains a stoicism again. everything cool Yes. Yes, everything's cool. I can put out good. the old suit. It's really nice, very neon, easy to see. I need something subtle. I I, I got your back if you need something. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I will run upstairs and I will grab a much more reserved nice set of clothes for Voss and myself. E uh, easy enough, something you have in your costume chest. Yeah. When you go to go up the stairs, Vinley is standing there. Oh, hey. I need your assistance. Uh, well, okay. That thing you do with your face, sometimes when you put black around your eyes, it looks quite decent. I was wondering if you could do it to me. Makeup? Whatever it's called, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm an expert, actually. Um, I've had to do it for many, many people. Did you know there's a theory in um, psychology that says if you dress up nice, you feel nice? I've heard that. Um, it, do, you think it's, uh, do you think it's accurate? Hold on, I'm rolling an inside check. I want to see if you've actually heard that. <laughs> 19? <laughs> Absolutely never heard that, but it sounds logical to him. <laughs> it's like, he hears it, and he's like, oh yeah, I've heard that, because it just it's not like a, it's more like a, that's my experience with things as well. Gotcha. Um, and what was the last question you asked? Sorry? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, she looks at you and says, yeah, I, I feel as though that might help me. Um, well, I am happy to help. Um, can I ask you a question, actually? Yeah, yeah well, uh, yes. 
Why Petunia? I, I got this one earlier. Uh, she's so... Her. You know, she's not trying to do any crazy thing. She doesn't have some am amazing quests. She's not the one. She's not trying to hurt people or help people even. I mean, she does, but she she's just trying to live her life and she's just there's something so normal and charming about her that I really like. And she's so nice and so friendly and so easy to get along with and mm -hmm. all these things that I'm sort of not where I'm like this big bombastic gotta know everybody and very loud yeah the, I've heard that before I'm not necessarily saying it's true I'm just saying that I've heard that people have said it um just here let's walk while we talk oh uh, okay yeah um just know Harold as much as I like you you're my friend. If you hurt her, I will hurt you. Cool. Now that that's out of the way, please fix my face. Okay. Yeah. No worries. That should be easy after you've you've threatened to, to do harm to me. Yeah. Let's get this out of the way. Maybe try better than the hair. Huh? Better than the hair. Do better on my face than the hair. Oh, I can only... I, I have a 1 in 20 chance. Let's see. <laughs> go ahead and make a disguise kit check just because that's what you would be using. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's your dex modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Okay. All not right. And that's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, that's a dirty 20. Okay, yeah. Killer eye makeup. Hell yeah. Yep. Smoky eyes for days. Um, and... Um, the guys are get ready a lot faster than and I imagine Vinley is just wearing what Vinley always wears. She's actually going to put on the that short dress that okay. she wore to the bachelorette part or okay. bachelor party. Got it. Yeah. And um, most of the time is taken up uh, with Harold doing your makeup with Voss. It, yours is within minutes, and you are sitting waiting alone. Uh, it will take it will take the girls the entire time. Uh, um, I, am, I, I, am. I would have asked Harold this, but I'm assuming they don't allow weaponry in the theater. You are unsure, Harold. You've never actually been. You just know nobles and a lot of no. That's like the theater for nobles in high high class society. I would 100% I, assume that there are no weapons allowed inside that. Place. I would like to attempt to sneak a dagger yep. in. 100%. You can mage, make a mage bane if that's possible. Yeah, of course, you can make a stealth check. Yeah, you would not. You would only be able to do a dagger. You would not be able to conceal yeah. anything else. <laughs> Just imagine the fucking guards at the door be like, "Sir, what is pulsing red and screaming with the deceased souls of, <laughs> of expired mages?" Uh, <laughs> I got new shoes. Right, <laughs> on in. <laughs> that could be a legitimate excuse. The Dude, those are some sharp shoes, <laughs> sir. Sharp I had some bad uh, fish for lunch. Uh, it's a nineteen. Okay. 19. Noted. I spend an inordinate amount of time making sure Petunia's hair is absolutely perfect. <laughs> to the point that Seisha looks like kind of like a hot mess. 
Okay. Like thrown together at the last it's second. It's actually like a, a, I, a train of girls. I'm like brushing. Like primping her. I like don't understand. The more that I brush, the frizzier it gets. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you take Petunia's hair down, you realize that it's actually pretty like unkemptly curly. And that's why she keeps it up so much. So it's very difficult to manage. Okay. V, 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 maybe, maybe work on her cuticles. My work what? Her cuticles. Okay. Okay. I can do nails. And then V very much realizes that she has no idea how to do any of these things for her. everyone's always done it for you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, she like, you really don't have to do all this. Many people no, do it's this. our pleasure. Get I can do it by watching. Okay. Ow, ow. Oh, okay, sorry. So v like aggressively takes her hand ah, okay. and has like a little wooden stick and is just like <laughs> pushing back your cuticles. She's staying very very still. Hey Petunia, I have a question for you. Yeah? Do you guys Petunia, have... make it make it make a con save. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is actually she thinks she's actually fairly decent at this. <laughs> Maybe. Alright, con save. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is amazing. I mean you're right next to a saving throw? Four. Mm -hmm. Right next to Sasha. Oh God. Plus three. Oh, yeah, Seven. Plus three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as your hair's going and you're, you're trying to stay still, you let out the biggest sneeze. You <laughs> out. Oh, I'm so sorry. I actually. Oh, that gets big. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got this. That's a lot I'm so of hair. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I won't cut your nails anymore. I don't think anyone cares about hands right now. Anyways, um. Um, so I, I have a question for you. Actually, I have two questions. One's business, the other's fun. Okay. So the business question is, do you guys have any books on the Far Realms? That's a good question. DMs? Do what I, would I have knowledge of, of, I mean, I assume I do enough inventory that I would know if we have any books on that subject in, in the Bookworms uh, There treasure. are a couple. There's a couple in, in there that, that you know about. They're, they're fiction. Yeah, I was about to say, they're not mm -hmm. any, like, dictatorial, yeah. encyclopedial at all. It's all uh, fictional. Yep. Perfect. I'm buying all of them. Uh, uh, okay. And and the second question is, do you like Harold? Uh, it's a bit late to ask that question, don't you think? No, it's never too late. If you don't like him, then you can just go out. No, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But I, you I... want to go out with him as, as, a, as a, a, a date. Uh, well, 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 yes. Um, <gasps> Why? Okay. I mean, he's, he's just, he's really charming and, and sweet. And he, and he always, he always makes me feel heard. Uh, it's always been hard to feel around people when you're usually below everyone's, you know, eye level. And he never forgets that I'm there. And. It's really nice and well everyone's below my eye level and i feel like i notice everyone you're a very exceptional person though v oh maybe it's just because i'm used to being tall harold's not used to being tall he's not a tall guy he's just i just could guy. very short he's but he's he's harold he's he's i i i don't even know why he asked me in the first place i mean i'm 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 a halfling i'm you're, you're adorable and genuine. Petunia, you're a good person. You've come and helped us save people 
every time we've asked without any hesitation. And you have a good heart. You bring a heart that sometimes we need to be reminded of. Petunia, I know Harold very well. And I know that this isn't always necessarily the life that he's wanted to lead, but knows that it's where he's going and what he's best suited for. And I feel like you help him remind him that there's people in our line of work that aren't dark and menacing and can be sweet and like pure and nice. They're probably taller though. Who cares? He's short, so don't worry about it. It's fine. It's very ideal. It's very ideal patch, uh, patching, matching. Okay, Petunia, <laughs> do you look in a book and decide not to read it because of how big it is? No. Or how small it is? No. So why would you do that to or a person? Full of pictures? I don't know why it's relevant. I just felt like we were going on this book tangent. You, you read it because it interests you and because there's a story and truth to be learned from it. And you can expand who you are by coming into contact with it. Sometimes a short poem can be more meaningful than an entire book. Me, that was very good. Was it? Thank you. Yes, it was. It was, I, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, thank you a lot. You're gonna be so pretty. So I'm thinking, okay, so the yellow piece under the underbust leather corset, is that also corseted or is it just like, a, like, what is that? Um, well, it's, it's sort of, it's a bit of an under corset, but it's always been a little large on me. So I use the leather one to sort of keep it into place to keep everything. Um, let, me see. Let, me, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm gonna what remove I'm thinking the leather is, belt. <laughs> what if we get rid of the white under blouse? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we find a way to cinch in the gold piece. Maybe we could use like a scarf or something because it would be small enough to fit you. Or if- I was gonna say, I don't think anything you have would fit me anywhere, um, anywhere. Petunia, 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 you know you're supposed to lace these tighter, right? There's room I mean, for this to come in. Way. You can try. Hey! She, she says, she says like looking down at her rather, uh, Thick figure. <laughs> hold on, hold on to that bedpost. What? Hold the bedpost. <laughs> hold the bedpost. <laughs> over the time, you all torture uh, Petunia Potts yes. into beauty. By the time we're done, she's wearing this beautiful <laughs> cinched gold corset atop of a green skirt. Yes. No uh, musty leather over censure, waist censure, and no white blouse. It is very classy, simple, and fits the theme. Her hair and is pulled back into a neat display where the rear is just a cascade of curls that have been wet and then combed through so that they're more collected with two braids that form a headband coming up around it to set it off from the slicked back front. Y'all are the nice. best. <laughs> and, and Petunia has learned that beauty is pain. <laughs> <laughs> and just briefly after Vinley has finished getting ready, because I figure Petunia is the one that takes the longest, um, Vinley just pokes her head in, holds out her wand, and casts a spell on Petunia, and she smells like lilac. 
Thank you. A nice, beautiful purple flower. Harold, may I present your date, Miss Petunia Potts. And you in the current uh, popular teen song of the era. As she walks down the stairs. Yeah, and there's her one stair, catches herself, Very, like, and then continues <laughs> gliding down. Yeah, I was to say, she's like probably a lot more restricted in this corset, so she's also, like sort of waddling down the stairs, trying we to took be graceful. Off, we took off her glasses. Oh, no. <laughs> we did the take off glasses and put hair up montage. Harold, oh, God, where are the plastics? Harold sees her coming. And sees her that. heading towards one of the couches without her glasses and kind of steps forward and takes her hand and is like, you look amazing. Thank you. I, Where are I her wish glasses? I, could, I, I wish I could say the same, but I can't see you very well. Where are your gla glasses? Glasses? Can I just- He has me? them. The uh, here, you can use them when you need, but keep them off most of the time. Okay, she absolutely will, but she needs them real quick. And Harold's gonna put them back on very carefully. And you see that Harold is like dressed in like a nice suit. I mean, like it's it's pretty standard stuff for him, uh, but it's but it's nicer than usual. And it's pro it's probably like mostly dark colors with accents of dark purple. Uh, it's very elegant. It's not his usual bombastic over the top. He's trying very hard to keep that instinct down um but uh you do note that he has um a uh set of like notes running in golden keys <laughs> of one of the lapels and uh he, and his hair is like uh kind of slicked back it looks nicer than usual he's like done done it a little bit and he's like oh. wow you look amazing so do you i'm very excited I look at everybody staring at us. Yeah, everyone like that shit. Like they both, both. Of them are both like just turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't oh. wait for our very private moments together. Yeah. He all of a sudden, gets a little pouty and goes, "I wish Rainier could come." It would be nice mm -hmm. for everyone to have a date, but you know. Maybe maybe we could do something like this another yes. time with everyone. A double date sometime or something. Yeah. Everybody. And I can well, no. either. So Seisha, yeah. you can be my date. It's a date. She slips her arm through V. So I guess Vinley, you're stuck with boss. Bye. Bye. I think we're going to be late. Let's go. <laughs> Harold's going to uh, walk out with Petunia, and he's gonna like look at like how tight that corset is. He's like, do we need to loosen that before we go? No, she's fine. still breathe. I think. Well, let me know when you can't. Is he's gonna walk behind her? Diaphragm. <laughs> as uh, as you walk, there's there's a, a moment where Petunia slips, but you're holding her and you kind of catch her and, and and keep her from Aww. tumbling down the stairs as she trips over one of the sh one of her bootlaces uh, that has has come untied from the walk stairs <laughs> downstairs. Again. Uh, but yeah, I'll help her down the stairs and uh, we will head our way over there. Okay. On the corner of Bazaar Street and Bells, you find the quaint and surprisingly smaller than expected Lightsinger Theater. Where it lacks in size, it makes up for in style and presence. 
from the outside, it is less obvious than the Seven Mass Theater in uh, the uh, in the Dock Ward, and trades a lar the large illuminated marquee for a Grecian stone and marble architecture. Multiple large pillars are uh, carved into the beautiful depictions of many of the deities of the arts. You see Agma, the patron of the bards, Melil, the lord of song, Lyra, the joybringer, and Illustre, the lady of dance. Satian Vinley, you notice everyone is being searched at the entrance. Like, how thorough of a search are we talking about? Are they reaching up people's skirts? It looks like a uh, methodic, quick, but thorough pat-down. Okay. Yeah. And I any... you had weapons. Voss, do you have a weapon? You're muted, Voss. <laughs> They'll check them at the door. How good, it's fine. how good do these guys look? Uh, like I said, it looks methodic, and qu uh, but quick, but thorough. All so, right. I'm going to lean over to Voss as we're walking in and be like, hey man, uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the help earlier. Really, really appreciate it. And since we both know you've got something hitting somewhere on you, uh, best of luck keeping it hidden. And I'll give him Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Right. Tunya's quill is kind of tucked into the little the do that Seisha That should has. give you a little more confidence in your sleight of hand there. Awesome. Made for her. Yeah, it's um, like tucked into the puff. Harold <laughs> is also staring at the like her hair occasionally, just like how just so complicated. Like, <laughs> can I attempt to remake that check with inspiration now? Uh, if you if you would like to completely re-roll it, uh, you can. Would, you're in a crowd, so it would be switched from stealth to sleight of hand. Yep. Damn. Uh, 19's pretty high. 19's pretty high. You yeah, can hold on to that inspiration for 10 minutes. No, this is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll this roll is it. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it's more okay. fun this one. I'll re-roll it. You're gonna you're gonna re reposition your your hidden will. dagger. I will. I'm gonna use that inspiration. This could still work okay. out all right. Uh, it's 19. <laughs> <laughs> it was fate. You just you just like you're like. Just making sure it's well <laughs> hidden and you just make sure it's still there. Yeah. All right, it's still there. It's pretty hidden. Yeah, you think it's good. You're not going to move it. You kind of. Definitely I was going to say, you kind of give uh, Harold a twirl to see if, like, hey, does it, is anything noticeable? Anything like that? It beats my passive instinct. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, and Harold, you have nothing on you, but your. Do you have your, your cane? Your rod? Yeah, uh, my cane, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. He yeah. has her pocket sand. I assume I can. I assume I can dismiss my dagger. You cannot. You are not uh, that it, okay. level of warlock. That's yeah, true. That That's is. Totally if you take fair. one more level of warlock, yes, you could. But because you haven't, you you cannot. Then I don't bring it. Um, I should say that I have my um, arm holsters holstered to my inner thighs. Okay. I'm just double. And I only have one wand on me. Okay. Can I have a dagger stushed under my corset? Are you are you trying to do that now, or is that something you would have done? Beforehand? It's something. Well, I would have brought one. Yeah, I'm not then going out unarmed after Joybringer. I need you night. to make a stealth check. Okay. Oh, Stash God. said dagger. Same. Should, this would be great. You, 
Does disadvantage count on that? Since I'm no. not wearing armor? Okay. No, 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 no. no. I have ascended. No, nope, um, not survival. <laughs> it's a dirty 20. Okay. 15. What is it? 15. Okay. Not bad, honestly. If I had uh, been there, I'd give you inspiration, but I didn't see no, it. No, that's fine. V, Hot are mess. you trying? V, are you trying to hide your pocket sand? Uh, my pocket sand <laughs> looks like. Isn't it the weapon of the nobility? So. And po pocket sand is fine. You, you don't have to conceal it. If you're trying to conceal something else, then you would need to sell it. But no, if you just have pocket sand, sand it just looks like I have a little coin purse. She's just as dangerous with her fist as most people with knives. The pocket sand's really for a distraction, so I can either run or punch him in the face. Oh, I'm gonna get busted, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> Devin's looks like he's showing us that he doesn't have a hand right now. He's like, look, I don't like, like, look, I have no hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's the D4 puppet. <laughs> um, so what are you doing with the pocket sand, V? It's just sort of um, attached to like my hip. It uh, looks like a coin purse. So uh, what's in the bag? It opened it up, see sand. Uh. <laughs> it's just sand. And Petunia, your arcane focus is your quill, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Got it. All right. And it is a hairpiece. Um, <clears throat> everyone is searched and patted down methodically and quickly um, as they come across, they're patting down Seisha and they feel something and they go, ma'am, can you um, step with, over here with us, please? Sure, yeah. And then um, they're also searching and they open, they're searching bags and purses and things like that and they open and see a bag full of sand and you as well, Lady Gathala. Why? I... I have to make sure that you are not carrying any arcane um, sand? components. Yes, that okay. is a component for sleep. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. It's just, I like the beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and uh, <clears throat> they, would you be so kind to please remove uh, whatever paraphernalia you have hidden underneath um, your blouse and corset, madam. Sure, sure. And she takes the dagger out. Okay. Uh, they take it. They, they go, uh, sorry, we do not permit uh, any weapons or destructive oh. things within the theater. Sure. Uh, if there's anything that you need to have checked at the coat check, um, we please uh, allow them to do, take that as well. Do I get that back after the show? Yes. Uh, go okay. speak with them. They will attach a name to it and you can pick it out, uh, pick it up on your departure. Okay, thank you. Uh, Vinley, you good? So no, you I have a question. Okay. Um, there is no way I would be able to get a spell book through these people. No. Yeah, so I left that at the house. Yeah, which is fine because it, it, you can still cast. You just yeah. can't memorize new spells without yeah. your spell book. Yeah. yeah. So. Do they arcane check my sand? 
Um, they will arcane check your sand, and uh, they deem it that it is not. Uh, <laughs> it is mundane sand. It is mundane sand. So it's cracking me up. Was imagining like I like the beach. It's like I insect check you. It's like it's like uh, you no, pass. Or like, what what I know? Not like a throw it in people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they didn't. They don't even care about insight checking. They, yeah, you, you see that uh, they have a wand. They wave it over it. You see it doesn't. The bag doesn't glow, and they hand hand it back to you. And <laughs> they don't I, question your love of beaches. I have a question. I shouldn't have to ask after you've said it so many times. And I apologize. What is the name of this theater? <laughs> Light Singer Theater. Light I'll never remember theater. that. Thank you. That's why oh. I'm writing it down. <laughs> and, and, and and as you go, there is a massive poster uh, that says the fall of Tiamat. Oh, I've heard of this one. Uh, really? Yeah. Is it good? I know the title. Is it is it a historical play? Or probably embellished for theatrical purposes. Can I go if Tiamat really fell? Can I make a history check now for going forward to see how historically accurate? Sure. Sure. Yes, but we'll have to tell you after the play is concluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that as well. This is my first (laughs) time going to the theater. You're taking me to my first theater show. Well. I imagine I have been privy to many first moments you've had, mainly unpleasant ones, unfortunately. But, but this I'm is glad a great I could one. Be here with us. Thank you. Well, well, this is exciting. I turn to V. I turn to V, and I'm like, "This is like a pre-birthday party party." Yeah. Tomorrow's well, your birthday. Tomorrow, isn't it? I'm old. <laughs> Harold I looks around it. at all the people, and I'm like, I- I'm sorry, madam, I'll get you your coat. I'm sorry, you're cold. And I look at her, like, looking around at everybody. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. Everything's been so crazy. I didn't even remember the date. You're right. I'm going to be 20. Oh, that's nothing. That's fun. How horrific. How absolutely dreadful. I'm just... I'm not a teenager anymore, like officially. Like but I guess I wasn't when I was 18, but like now it's like, I don't even have teen in the title. Exactly, it's great. People don't treat you like a kid. You're not getting old, you're maturing. Can we not have this discussion right here? Okay. Ooh. And as, <laughs> as you, as you, as you like are all having this discussion. Uh, yeah, hold on, Vinley, what was your role? Uh, 21. 21, okay. and Petunia? Uh. Funnily enough, she got a natural run, but I think we all know why that is. So, <laughs> but you're a halfling. Uh, she got a six. Oh, uh, even with a reroll? Oh, I guess I didn't reroll it. I keep forgetting. Yeah, you're a halfling. You can reroll your one. That gives me a sixteen. At hey. this point in time, at this point in time, V now realizes she's the youngest person in the group. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to insinuate that like you guys are old. It's just like I'm not used to the idea of me being old. You know what I mean? V, it's the best. People don't treat you like you're a kid anymore, and you get to go out and do things that you couldn't do when you were a kid. I already told you that that was going to be the best time of your life. They were lying to you. You'll enjoy your adulthood much better. Harold turns and looks at the people who are checking them, and he's like, look, I'm really sorry about all this. 
wait, Seisha, I already do all of those things. And Petunia, no one told me my teen years are the best. They were mostly controlled by my dad. Then maybe you that's know? something my parents told me instead. I <laughs> turn and look at the guy checking our weapons still, and I'm like, I'm, I, like I said, I'm really sorry. I'm... Maybe uh, it... you're moving on to a bigger and better chapter than I've hit so far. Maybe that's exciting. will finally come in a little stronger. And it's about this time. And as, as your banter has slowly started to die out, the guy's looking at you, Harold, and goes, please move along. There's yeah, a long line. I'm trying, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. And I, but I wait to see if Voss makes it. Uh, Voss makes it. <clears throat> All right. I punch him in the arm playfully as we walk in. Okay. And then I will reach down and take Petunia's hand. But he once again stiffens up when he does this. He's just like she'll take I, his hand, and when she feels it, when she feels him stiffen, she'll kind of give it a little, just a little reassuring squeeze. And you feel. I will say as you, I will say as you pass by, um, plans have a better chance of working out if you assume success rather than failure. Harold nods to him and grins. That was the most boss way to to say that. Honestly, that was a fucking brilliant way to deliver that line. Dating advice, I don't believe it. It's called Dave's Camp. <laughs> Take her to the brewery and then insert the leopard into the coin slot. <laughs> Jesus, why is it called a leopard? That means something entirely different. But in anyways, <laughs> continuing on. <laughs> it means we right. both have a good time. You're, as you move forward, your tickets are punctured at the door, and you enter an extravagant lobby area lined with a vibrant red carpet. Your body is searched for weapons as you moved through, and, and only Stacia was discovered. I'm the decoy. Yep. I like and, the beach. Yep, and you are... Escorted Seisha to the coat rack where a check is uh, given to you with a little ticket so that way you can pick it up upon departure. The walls covered in gold leafed beautiful floral carvings and molding with ornate texture fabric wallpaper. The sound here is muffled despite the small crowd gathering around and waiting in line for the bar to request a glass of wine. The crowd around you all looks to be in their semi-formal attire, not dressed to impress, but still fairly formal, as you can see it is mostly nobles and higher-end commoners attending. You are forced to wait before the doors open to the seating area, but when it does, you see that it is indeed a smaller, more private theater, seating somewhere around 300 people. The interior of the stage room is even more extravagant than the exterior. The, the car, uh, extravagant bardic and cherub statues carved from wood, leafed in gold, can be found everywhere your eye is drawn. Above you is a massive enchanted three-tiered chandelier of dancing golden lights. Beyond that is a beautiful fresco mural interwoven into the domed oval cupolas of the ceiling. You are escorted to your seats near the middle back right-hand side, all in a single row, just outside from the underneath the mezzanine above. 
This place this is, is really incredible. Thank you, yeah. boss. You're, you're welcome. You've already thanked me. Let's just enjoy this. Harold's going to turn to Petunia and be like, do you know why they build the, these buildings the way they do, these theaters? No. And I'm going to, because she loves information and because Harold is a nerd about sound and music, he's going to explain acoustics and, and like why they build theaters the way they build them to make the acoustics that they do that carry through an entire building with just one person on a stage. And he'll just like kind of, he doesn't like get too in depth with it. He's not like over the top, like using terms you don't know. He's very much just like, oh, and this is why. And like, that's why we, they sit him like that and sort of thing. Just very like, just some neat to know. Well, while he does that, Petunia will actually like, she'll, she won't ever interrupt him, but she's always, she seems very invested and she'll like ask very like pointed questions about well, what about this, that, and that. And she's, kind of following where he's going and wanting to learn more as yeah, well as you, can see, you guys can see all the nervousness washing off him as he just starts having a very normal natural conversation with her i made sure when we all sat that harold and petunia are on one end and v and i are on the other end boss <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, where are you sitting I, whatever seat would be, obviously it's going to be dark, but whatever seat would hide me best from you, I don't want to be seen. Okay. Oh, you uh, are the, with the wrong group. <laughs> the row that you're in is is far enough back, and when you feel like when the lights go down, you're going to be pretty much hidden in shadow. Um, but do you want to be closer to the inside, towards the middle of the row, or do you want to be right on the aisle? I want to be right on the aisle. Okay. So, uh, everybody is in line, however you want to be aligned, but Voss is on the aisle. Um, before we continue, uh, everyone can hear sound, correct? Yes. Yes. Right. If everybody would please mute your mics. We ask that you do not interrupt and hold questions or actions until the end of the ballet. Um, After about 10 minutes, the golden glowing orbs from above begin to fade into darkness as the curtains begin to draw. A calm tone washes over the theater from the music pit, accompanied by a harp's melody quieting the crowd. Ember lights like blue fireflies float up from the empty stage, captivating everyone and drawing their attention. Small murmurs whisper out through the seats in anticipation and excitement awaiting the fall of Tiamat. Suddenly, the sounds of loud war drums catch 
everyone by surprise and excitement as the staccato march of strings causes the heart to race, emboldened by the building dread created by the imposing drone of brass and wood. Hordes of dancers race out from every side clad in elaborate costumes, wielding and waving banners of multiple colors. They interwine and run through each other, narrowly missing one another with fast acrobatic movements and sharp, fierce, wide horizontal jumps. The dancers race across the stage in intricate battle-like movements that end up in marching formation. Each line sectioned into groups representing and wielding the banners of the different factions. The blue and white of the Harpers, the silver and gray of the Gauntlet, the shades of green of the Emerald Enclave, the golden red of the Lord's Alliance, and even the muted green and black of the Zentarum. The mass of dancers divides and fade towards the back as flags and swords fly and spiral through the air in a color guard dance of their own, erupting and spiraling up from the stage in an explosion of smoke uh, is a short-haired half-drow. His acrobatics are violent but elegant, with the silent grace of a feather. Accompanying him is a pallid tiefling emerging from the smoke whose fluid movements manipulate black shadowing mist that extends from his form. From either side of the stage runs in two figures with exaggerated high-sweeping leaps through the air as if to reach the heavens above. To the left is a dwarven woman brandishing a sword that sweeps with a fluttering of arcane golden chiffon. Mirroring her form and grace is a man adorned in white whose hands manipulate tethers of golden arcane weaved ribbon that drifts through the air. From the center, with attitude and poise, emerges the commanding presence of a woman dervishly dancing with two blades. As she reaches the front of the stage with her companions to either side, she captivates the audience with a series of spins that are so delicate, she places the balances, both blades atop her head, and she spins and spins and spins for what seems like forever, until the crescendo as masked figurines in all black and with winged dancers of devilish-looking dragonborn costumes descend and elegantly float down from above. The five dance off stage and fade into the curtain as the warring factions rage on as they too begin to filter out in the clashing lines that dash across the stage. Each line of the carafay leaves the backra- background illusion of a dormant volcano in a mountain range draws nearer. The horns of the pitted echo out deafening the crowd as flying out from the crater atop the mountain is a massive red dragon that flies out across the audience as fire pours from its mouth. The audience screams and recoils back in a single unifying gasp as the light fades to pitch black. The light slowly begins to brighten. As you watch the nimble weave of the five adventurers, footsteps float like raindrops dancing across water. Over the next hour, you watch their tangled dance of limber contortion and elegant poise as they race their way through multiple scenes of battle, navigating through both trap and foe. You are entranced into the story they weave, telling the tale of what led them to this moment. In a series of orchestral movements, you learn the stories of the brave fighters that joined one another and grew together as a team, tasked with uniting the Sword Coast against a single foe. The audience is moved with the music and entranced by the performance, accompanied by multiple dazzling illusionary effects. To say it is breathtaking would be an understatement, especially as you admire the beauty and delicate 
yet fierce movements of the dancer portraying the dervish dual-bladed fighter. You come to love her character as she rallies her team and leads the charge of the gathering armies. Her form and rhythmic grace makes you forget everything. A true artist that sings with every movement. However, in a crescendoing battle through the volcanic tunnels, the fearless leader of the group is slain and ripped from her mortal coil. Red ribbon explodes from her as she falls through the air like floating through water as the light fades to black once more. An eerie green washes over the stage with a single spotlight, highlighting the woman alone in a world beyond. Her armor and weaponry stripped from her, leaving only an elegant white leotard as she flutters around the stage confused. Other dancers begin to filter in with wisping clothing of sheer green fabric and sorrowful featureless faces. She tiptoes and daintily ascends a set of spiraling glass steps that seem endless as if crawling out of a pit racing towards the heavens. The twisting stairs float down covering the stage in a sheet of glass that begins to fill with a thin low-lying layer of fog. She dances while crawling across the floor in waves of motion before she falls to the feet of a hidden robed figure. A skeletal hand reaches down to her as the robes fall to show a man in all black with a silver metallic mask. The two waltz and tango with a grace that outshines any performance thus far. The back and forth push and pull of emotions of fear, anger, and depression, bargaining and acceptance. However, the lightning and musical accompaniment plays like a lover's embracing dance. As death lifts her back to the air, she spreads her limbs wide as she slowly spins back up to the heavens beyond the draw of the curtains, seemingly disappearing out of view. A multicolored shower of light washes over the stage, revealing five robed figures, all wearing a different colored draconic mask. One of red, one of blue, of green, of black, and of white. You instantly recognize them to match the same type of cultists you faced in the caverns below the field ward. The masked figures all face out in a circle as they begin to dance with inhuman, uh, barbaric movements. Draconic arcane symbols of the chromatic dragons flash across obelisk pillars of stone in the background. Rising out from below the center of the stage through a plume of smoke is a sixth robe figure wearing a mask with five heads of the chromatic dragon horde. As he begins to levitate, he gestures with striking poses, causing illusionary draconic devils to fly out from his hands towards the crowd. Smoke pours out from each cultist below, matching the color of their mask into a tornado of arcane weave. You watch as the dwarven woman and the tiefling man run right past you while noticing the half-drow and a human man gracefully and silently cascading down the aisles on the other side of the seated audience as they take to the stage. A gasp from the audience draws your attention as streaking across a zip line from above is the dervish fighting woman returned from the grave. In a series of clashes against the ritual, the crescendo builds, filling you with anxiety 
as nothing seems to work against the swirling vortex. With a massive sparking explosion of reds, blues, greens, blacks, and whites, everything goes dark once more. A faint glow begins to pulse on the back wall of the stage as it grows brighter and brighter. The low rumbling of bass drums feels like an earthquake echoing through the theater of five massive dragon heads burst from the glowing portal one at a time. First white, then blue, green, black, and the last, the fearsome red. There is a thunderous laugh from the musical notes and clash of thin metal mimicking the strike of lightning. In a single unified sweep, the five heads swivel, devouring the five cultists as they disappear from view, leaving only the head cultists alone at center stage. Our heroes scatter to both sides, dance defiantly, facing down the wrath of Tiamat. The Draconic Queen of Chaos turns all five heads towards the single figure cultists and the heroes. As in a torrent of colored smoke, an illusionary display, each draconic head unleashes a torrent of elemental light that washes over the audience. You then notice coming out from the stage left and right and down the steps into the audience is 10 to 20 armed men wearing black leathers and cloaks with a simple black draconic mask from beginning of the ballet. A whisper from one of the nobles behind you catches your ear as an excitement exclaims to his companion. Oh, splendid. They've added to the final climatic scene since I saw it two days ago. I'm so excited. As you watch in anticipation, waiting to see the final showdown between the heroes of and Tiamat, there is a scream from the front row, followed by soft words and a harsh tone. The voice from behind continues. And it's audience participation. This is to die for. Suddenly, the orchestra goes quiet. As one of the men in black takes the stage and speaks in a loud, amplified voice. Good evening, my lords and ladies. If you would all be so kind as to please place all dragons and jewelry you have into one of the sacks my fellow brethren here are bringing around, that would be mighty fine of you. Play nice and we'll all be well and you can go on with your lovely evening. Resist and we assure you this finale is going to be far more fun and entertaining than what happens in the script, at least for us anyways. So let's not get too hasty and no one try to play the hero. Let us leave that to our wonderful dancers, shall we? What is everyone doing? Okay, people don't talk during ballets. It's the first <laughs> thing he says. Harold's going to look at everybody else. Is this part of the show? No, people don't talk during ballets. They would I'm, never plan someone talking. I'm looking at Voss for recognition, like like looking at him, like, is this what you're here for, sort of thing? Is kind of. Um, I'm also looking. Could at I Voss. have brought? I'll go ahead and ask this. Could I have brought the mask with me? Uh. It is not a weapon, sure. Okay. I definitely got mine. Um, and Vinley, what, so, what were you looking for? Sorry. I was looking directly at Voss, who's sitting next to me. Okay. So, looking around, I'll make a general insight check just in case this is some bamboozling bullshit, but I'm pretty sure this is a robbery, correct? Uh, make your insight check. 
Cool. 21. Uh, you definitely know that. Um, uh, <laughs> this is definitely a robbery as the noble behind you seems still kind of like timid and, and like, okay, I guess this is part of the play, but you being on the other side of this from time to time, know what's yeah, up. Yeah, and it's mainly from the um, <clears throat> from the cast behind them that are not like that have stopped the performance and have stopped yeah. dancing and moving in the battle as they turn to look at this person and you notice that two of the uh, in the cloaked individuals have raised crossbows at the cast. Oh man! Do I see? Like real cross. Do I see the twin Delvish? You're watching for her. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, she there. She is. You watch as she and the other cast members cower on the stage, as the leader is speaking with. Um, like a thaumaturgy style voice addresses the crowd um, as the two others are aiming the crossbows. She seems to make no move, but you can see her eyes following each of the robbers' movements, judging, calculating, okay. planning, and uh, she's putting on a show of... Anybody be yeah. Anybody beside me? Uh, Anybody close um, to me, Robert? Denley and then the, the aisle. And there is okay. a... There's a man making his way towards you. Yep. I look over at Voss and I'm like, I can buy time. I would like to, if possible. Stealth. <clears throat> Are the lights still low? Uh, the lights have come up. Yep. Damn. Okay. Could I, um, could I do oh. something that would draw attention enough that he could duck into like a dark area? Uh, the the lights have gone up to basically where it was before, where it's a well, not super like bright lit, but well enough lit that it'd be extremely hard to stealth, as you are in an open area that is only covered by filled seats. Yes, understood. Um, there the are is being held hostage currently. In, in a sense, yeah. yeah. And so there are fifteen rows of seats on the orchestra level. Um, you are at like 13, so you have two rows behind you, which is right where the mezzanine kind of overhangs, and there are two aisles of um, rows. So yeah. so there's aisles, okay. and then you have center seating, and then stage left, stage right seating. Um, so I'm going to lean over to Venley and say, quietly if I can, when I give a signal, I want every one of these people dead. Splendid. You'll know it when you see it. I'll give you a second for a distraction. Pass that message down. I will. And she will turn I, um, to... She will turn to Seisha and repeat the message and say, pass it on. Seisha will turn to Venley, repeat the message and say, pass B. it on. Or, oh, sorry, I, B. I, I, <laughs> I would say Vinley already knows the message. Yeah, no, V. She says it Wait, to V. So when he gives the message... Voss is going to give us a signal. When he does, all of the people dressed as the draconians die. All the cultists die. So... I only have pockets. I wait. I We're palm the mask in my left hand. I okay, palm the mask on. in my left hand, lean down, and I palm Mage Bane in my right. 
the second that guy coming through the aisles comes near me, mm-hmm. I want to slip the mask on my face and stab him square in the throat. Okay. And I'm waiting for this opportunity. Uh, putting Mage the mask. Or your dagger. Mage uh, Bane is his dagger. Is oh, okay. Oh, you're right. My apologies. Okay, yep. So I, I told Harold. I'll tell you what I'm going to do as soon as I do that, but I'll okay. wait until that opportunity arises. V, you were saying? V tells Harold what Sasha said to her. Okay. okay. So you basically uh, telephone I, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll telephone it down. I'll be like, well, it looks like our first date's going to get a little hairy. Um, boss is planning something. Um, but I think we can still have fun with this, right? Uh, it would be pretty funny <laughs> if we actually played telephone with this message, and by the time it got oh to, oh my god, it was yeah. Uh, Her- Harold tur- got- Harold turns to her and he's like, uh, he's like uh, "There's boss a boss the Like, <laughs> boss is buying us ice cream. So apparently, Sandwiches? we're not supposed to do anything because Voss has got this handled. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I will. Um, oh, nice. I know that he needs a, I know he needs a distraction here, but I don't want to distract him so much that the guy stops going to collect money because I need that guy to make it to him. So I might just play it slow and see what happens. Because, uh, like, if, what I have in mind is going to stop everyone dead cold. Okay. So you watch as several men go row by row and they don't go down the rows, but they go to the end and they're having everyone just pass up their thing. You see uh, one of the no, like a nobleman, a more like posh nobleman uh, refuse. And you watch as uh, the man takes the butt of his crossbow and just hits him right across the face. Um, oh no, man. If nobody's, uh... if nobody's looking at me. I would like to slip on the mask now. Okay. Okay. I, I'm gonna yell at that guy. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, leave them a fuck alone." Yeah. Uh, could since I know I know you said Voss could not stealth given the lights are up, but but is it possible for me as a halfling to like duck under the seats or absolutely, something? Absolutely, because as a halfling, oh, that's a light for halfling, I think. But anyway, yes, yes, yes you you do. Uh, you you can you can duck down a little bit because you are I'm, much smaller. I, okay. Just before you stealth, I'm gonna lean over, seeing you about to hide away, and I'm gonna be like, "I really think this date's going well. I'm having a great time. I hope you are too." And I will be my bardic inspiration. <laughs> and Voss, it is at this point that the man is standing before you. Yeah, and okay. so as as that, like that happens, and right as Harold gets up and shouts, about all at the same time. So Voss, okay. you can go ahead and the mask is slipped on. Uh, and he, like, as you shout, Harold, the, 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 vo- the guy's attention turns to you, and he raises the crossbow right as you do what you're going to do, boss. Go ahead and yeah. make the attack roll. You have advantage because he is definitely not expecting a knife to the throat. I have a question for the DMs as well. Yes. Could we all have readied actions at this point? Oh, absolutely. Okay, awesome. cool. Cool. Would you like yeah. me to make a roll for that still? Yes, please. I want to anticipate, um, I'm anticipating saying something that antagonizes them to cause them to try to hit me with the crossbow. So I want to anticipate trying to catch the crossbow. Does that make sense? You want to have them aim at you instead of someone else? No, no, no. How can hit the guy with the butt of the crossbow? I don't expect him to aim it at me. I expect him to hit me with it. Got it, got it, got it. Does that make Uh, sense? Yes. Go ahead and make uh, 
an intimidation check. Yeah. And tell us okay. what. Okay. Wait, an intimidation check? Okay. Mm -hmm. There it is. I don't know what is blooming around here, but it is driving me insane. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying. Ugh. IRL. Well, how much was that inspiration again? Right? 1d8. Thank you. Fuck. All right, well, that's a 10. Cool. Ooh, yo. That's 10 more than the next guy. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to anticipate, like, intercepting the hit. Yeah. It's okay. If he tries to hit me, I'll talk more shit and make him miss me. <laughs> uh, what'd you get on on inspiration? I mean, on not inspiration, on uh, intimidate. Only ten. Okay. Uh, well, you're about to find out why that doesn't happen. As boss, you can go ahead and take your attack action. Oh Natural well, 20. I guess boss is gonna attack me. <gasps> oh. That was. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Natural twenty hits. Yep. Oh. Oh, he not showing off. <laughs> What did you get in your stealth check? I Boss, got are you showing a, off her? Um, a 21 if I have Sasha's thing, an 18. That doesn't, not. it's not a it's saving not, throw. It's only okay, saves. so 18. Okay. Okay, notice. 42 points of damage. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you um, take Mage Bane, and as as his attention draws to Harold and then V, who, who tries to bring bring his attention, and you use that distraction as you drive Mage Bane up the bottom of his mouth and up through, so he cannot even make a sound to scream out as you slowly, uh, as you slowly okay. grab and move him down to sit in your seat where you were once sitting. I move out and up, and as soon as I do, I look towards the stage, mask fully on, and I scream at the person on center stage. Nobody gets it. This is the signal. I can't help you. <laughs> I scream in Orcish, and scream it as loud as I can. Your right. souls belong to me. So what I'm happens when he speaks in this mask? <laughs> Yeah. He opened he his like mouth with the mask on. The, what happened? Your mouth at the voice. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, boss, as you speak, you hear a click as your chin presses down on a hidden mechanism inside of uh, the ch built in chin. As the f you all watch him scream out in this orcish language the face splits into six separate plates that slide back over the back, creating almost a full helmet. What lies underneath is a porcelain skull covered in wires and hooks that pull at each orifice. Swarms of mechanical centipedes, spiders, and other bugs ooze and crawl in and out of each hole like a corpse being flayed alive. The embers of the eyes still pulse and smoke like pyres of burning coals. Ooh. Awesome. <laughs> I asked for what I asked for his visions of fear and he outdid my expectations. Nim is awesome. <laughs> my god, Buzz, are you okay? I'm attempting to get everyone's intent and everyone's intent and also to scare them if at all. Yep. Possible. Um you can go ahead and make an intimidation check. 
with advantage. I would think so. That's cool. Uh, and with everyone watching, like that question of boss, are you okay? Kind of makes sense because it literally looks like the mask pulled his flesh away and the hooks are what are keeping it in place. Yeah. V fully believes that is exactly what is happening and she is going to attempt to take it off of his face. You know, it's okay. It's okay. What do you mean it's okay? Well, the problem is you're in a aisle and he's already started running yeah, towards you're, the stage. You've got me he's and Venom. He's on the same aisle as us? No, no you've got, he got up and ran. Yeah, you have two of us between you and him. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was yeah. I didn't know he was out okay. of the yep. aisle. Right, let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's talk. Yep, everybody take a, take a breath. We'll we'll let you know what's happening. And uh, one at a time, because there's a lot of crosstalk happening and a lot of confusion happening. So you said 26, correct, boss? 26. Okay, yes. everybody, please roll initiative. And so Can we get our ready actions to go. Well, you will. Yes, go ahead and during roll the surprise initiative. round. Okay, so got it. What happens? So you're all in a single row. The the row is Voss, Vinley, uh, and then you V because no, I was they, I was next to her. You specifically to told me you put V away from Harold. I said I put us on the ends, but if Voss took the ends, then there was no way for us to be on the end. So it'd be Harold Petunia. Got it, got it, I see, I see, I see, I see. So, so you would be on the other aisle then. Yeah. So it would be, and then Harold, Petunia, Seisha, V. So V is see, all the way on the- I, aisle. Wait, if that's the case, then how was I able to whisper the message to Harold? It, it, I think we, we didn't matter. have it established at the time. We're establishing uh, it now. Yeah. Yeah. Petunia is actually probably on the end because Movie she had magic. a different ticket than everyone else, and that's the only difference. Mm. That's that's all I'm going to say. Is that's all I'm going to add. Uh, well, you know what? Y'all pick the order. We'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <Done>. precisely. <laughs> and it was telephoned uh, how, how the whole message was spread across. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, everybody's 25 the... to 20. 21. 20. What did uh, like? 21. I got a 20 and V got a 21. Got it. Okay. Uh, 20 to 15. 17. 15. 18. Nice. 15. Oh, Harold. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> oh, no. Did you say shit? A 15 to 10? Honey. Oh, oh, no. 10, 10, 10, 10 to 5? 10 to 5. What, what'd you say, Voss? 15, 15. Oh, okay. Oh. I, was like, I thought I missed you. Yeah. ESPN the Cinco. <laughs> and uh, Harold taking up the rear. Yeah, there the we mighty go. five. What, what'd, you, what'd you get there? A five? Five, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. The Cinco. Um, so, so, V, you were on the other end of the aisle. And so, the one you were talking to, actually, I'm going to repaint the picture a little bit. You actually try to get a guy's attention who's actually coming towards you who's coming up the, the other aisle uh, as y'all are sitting in the center uh, orchestra row, taking up a, a singular row. Uh, and uh, he, his distraction to Harold and everything, but he is distracted right in front of you and it's your turn. Okay. I'm a pocket Sam, this bitch. So- All right. He makes- How do I he roll for pocket Sam? You don't, you don't. He makes a con save. Uh, he yep. makes a con save. I pocket sand this bitch. Make a con save. Go. Plus one. And uh, you throw the pocket sand, <laughs> and he's like, "Get oh, oh, stop, oh, bitch! It's stick. It's in the eyes." Now I'ma punch his face. 
Okay. And that'll be your first attack is pocket sand. Your second attack can totally be, and you have initiative. I mean, uh, advantage because he's blind. blind. Yeah, he is blind so, for two. Uh, I just rolled with advantage, and it got a natural twenty. <laughs> oh nice. So nice. twenty-six to hit. That'll hit. Uh, go ahead and what is your just double your your unarmed damage? Eight. Uh, it's four, so eight. Eight. Yep. So eight. And with that, a <laughs> solid hit across the face as you feel flesh slam against flesh. It's like, oh, ow, bitch! Can I hit him again. Uh, no, your uh, first attack was pocket sand. Oh, it's a pocket sand. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You just like pocket sanded him and then just fucking blasted him in the face. He's like, what the fuck is happening? I uppercutted the motherfucker. <laughs> He was he was in control for all of like five seconds before everything fell apart. Do you smell what V is cooking? Smells better than what I'm cooking. Damn it! It's true. Yeah, you're not better. Not at all. Everyone's rolling rocks. It's like we just wanted a nice night out. Uh, all right, uh, Vinley, it's your turn. How far away am I from the guy who spoke? Oh, hold on. You are 55, 60 feet away. Yeah, about 60 feet. Okay, she's going to lean down and just go around the aisle and start going down the middle of the aisle her full 30 feet. Uh, just so you know, the aisle is filled with more of these vagrants. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's paint this. I'll paint the picture a little better for you. So, there are. There's six of these cloaked individuals on the left aisle, which is the aisle you're closest to, Vinley. There are six on the other aisle. Sorry, there's five now on, on your aisle because Voss totally eliminated one. Uh, so five on your side, six on V's side, and two on the stage, and then the one in the center sit stage. And, th and so that's what you have. Gotcha. So, so you will not be able to move down the aisles because of all, how many people are there. Cool. I will then instead for those people who are in front of me um, she'll pull out her necklace and look them dead in the masks and say my name is Vinley Galanodel I am a member of the Force Grey lay down your arms or I will be forced to exterminate you and she will send a first level magic missile at the closest one okay go uh Go ahead and make those that damage, and then also give us an intimidation check. Nine. 12 points of damage, and then intimidation. Okay. Y'all um, <clears throat> ain't gonna believe this shit. Another natural 20. It's a total of a 19, though. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna let you guys know, we told you guys to leave that shit on a beer. <laughs> <laughs> It's these but glacial dice, dude. Glacial dice are nice. As you pull out the medallion of uh, <clears throat> the moon and the hand of the gray hands, and you hold out the, I'm guessing, the, the magic missile wand. No, this is actually from my spe spellcasting because I okay. don't have that wand on me. Got it. No problem. Um, you hold out that wand as the three globules of light slam into this guy, and with the final blow right across the, his temple, he falls to the ground 
and you see at least everyone on your side become a little bit timid and yeah, uh, with, with the with the natural 20 with the um combined efforts of both Voss and you on this side now you probably say that everyone on this row is frightened right now do i get a grim harvest trigger off of him going down yes you do and she will oh, like just nice. <laughs> look down at the rest of them as the soul or as the life force leaves the body and comes to her and absorbs into her, she'll just cock her head towards the rest of them. Okay. All right. Petunia. Petunia, what are you doing? No one seems uh, to notice you as you duck down and you see uh, relatively, um, you know, right past Seisha and V, you see one guy rubbing what, his eyes his and eyes. it's just like, just and like Ow. his jaw from where V just decked him and like definitely you see you see his stars right now. Oh yeah. In between the um, sand. She will uh if it's possible for her to kind of I guess crawl along towards kind of the aisle, like towards the aisle, but not she's not trying to get in there just yet because Okay. Yeah, easy enough. You are just crawling to... along the bottom going, just wanted a nice date tonight. Didn't have to do anything bad. I got all dressed up. I'm in this stupid cinched up corset. Just wanted to have a good time. You're fine. <laughs> Just breathe through your chest, not your diaphragm. She shouts. Um, and she will, um, she'll, she'll crawl up to, she'll try and get near one of, like, any of the people who are close to her, and she'll try and, like, kind of shoot a color spray um, up at, at the assailants to try and blind them. So at the end of the aisle, you can see three uh, within three? view without okay. exposing yourself. Uh, there's the one that is uh, blinded and hurt, and there are two others that are, um, in, you know, basically intimidating the other nobles and high-end class uh, to the other side. But yeah, you can hit all three of them with a the color spray. Okay, I will cast this at second level. Ooh. All three of them need to make what saves? They need to make as what hits them? Uh, glitter. A colorful glitter, as I believe we established before. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see. It gets everywhere. Nine. Thirteen. Uh -huh. All right, and what happens uh, if they if, if it passes their hit point total? Their... Uh, a creature's hit points would be equal to or less than. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then. What, what is the effect? What's the condition? Oh, blinded. They are blinded. All right, one of them was already blinded, and now two others are blinded. How long does that last? <laughs> one round. Okay. Um, we'll say that you see one the one rubbing his eyes as you flick your feather as dust begins to pull from his eyes and then explode in more glitter towards the other two nice <laughs> as they're just like oh shit why why don't <laughs> <laughs> just it looks like an array of paint and confetti and glitter but it's all very colorful and all very bright 
Oh, I like to think there's some streamers in there too. Yeah, there's some confetti in there too. She is taking notes how to like uh, update her pocket sand. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, I should have made it more colorful. This could be festive. <laughs> I should have had a pocket full of glitter. Sasha. <laughs> I'm sorry, pocket full of glitter got me. Um, glitter I'm, bomb. Glitter bomb. I'm going to. How wide is the aisle? Uh, the aisle's about ten, five. And it's five, five feet. Five feet. Yeah, it, it feet. is wide enough for a person to walk through, walk down. Yep. Okay, so if I stood dead center, I could technically, I would be within a five foot span. And I'm not going to do that. Never mind. Um, Sasha's going to walk out and go up to one of the blinded guys that um, that call, I think one of them called via name. Uh, if I he, he more so just said "bitch" to the out to the ether, like, "Oh, okay, this All sucks." Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna jump him anyways. And okay. I'm just gonna sucker punch him twice. All right. That's my date. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you, the one you can you can get to because without like stepping onto other audience members is the yeah. one that B had already punched. That's what she's going for. Yeah. So you yeah. can go ahead and uh, make uh, two attacks against him. Make the first one uh, with advantage. See what happens. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. The first one's going to be a 15. That hits. 15 hits. And the second one will be a natty 20. Thank you, Ice Dice. Hold on. How, mu- how much? What's your what's your unarmed damage? Three. Three? Yes. As, as he's, like, reeling back, you uh, come up from the other side as he's looking this way and just clock him as his head spins the other way. Are you doing lethal or non-lethal? non-lethal okay and he is knocked out you can use your natural 20 on one of the other two that are blinded Sweet. If you so no, how does do that work six. with just straight punching? you just double your damage double, double your damage six. so you'll deal six damage to them yep yes. uh and do you want to go after the guy who in the back uh, back of the stage or towards the stage or like away from the stage or towards i'm going the stage? to anticipate that people are going to start panicking and trying to run out so i am going to let the crowd stampede that dude and I'm going to go for the guy further toward the stage. Okay. Okay. Fair. Let Even him get run over. Expresses. Wow, I should take you out more often. This is fun, <laughs> boss. I. Which one of the? You said there are two crossbow correct? Just one. There are two what? Two crossbow guys, or just one holding? Oh these no, there. There are there are two crossbow guys on stage pointing at the cast, and then the third, the man, the speaker, on stage. So there are three bad guys on stage, and there are guys on stage. Cool. Yeah, and there are three down the aisle that you have to go through to get to the stage. Yeah. Okay. Remind how many feet am I from the stage itself? Hold on. You are, the Six. stage is 60 feet away. I am how many? 60 feet. Six, zero. Damn. Okay. This wouldn't work anyway. I moved to the next dude closest to me and once again, attack. Uh, okay, you have advantage uh, on the attack. He is afraid of you. Yeah, I'm in almost a maddening rage. Um, uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits. Uh, 
25 points of damage. And running up with a single blow, you just quickly slash out into the air as you watch blood squirt across his throat and, and showers and... across one a noble lady sitting in, in the aisle. Woo! <laughs> uh, eyes just locked forward onto the next person. Um, I don't have two... I'm not using two hands, so I don't have my extra attack. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I will. Oh, I will oh, get with move, and I'll get within ten feet of the guy, but I won't get into melee range with him, and I will stay okay. there, Notice. screaming orcish phrases, uh, just at the ether in general in a mad rage. Okay, um, it, this is still uh, technically the surprise round. Yeah, so, Harold. Harold, this is y'all's ready to actions going off. Uh, Harold, seeing people that are blind next to him and not wanting people to be killed, you know, uh, I'm going to pick up that cane that, that, that I was given by Averin and I'm going to do Averin proud and start beating these blind guys next to me <laughs> unconscious. Uh, you can use it as a club. Yep. Okay. I don't know what the stats are on a club. I'll look uh, at it. It is strength base and d6. Yep. So you're gonna. Alrighty. So it'll be like a d6. Uh, you are proficient with this because it is a warlock. There weapon, you go. Yeah. So, so you add your proficiency bonus plus your strength modifier. Okay. So here we go. Oh wow, not bad. Uh, so 20 to hit. Uh, you are, are you, you going, going uh, Vinley and Voss way or are you going uh, Petunia Seisha V way? Petunia Seisha V way. Okay. So you make your way there. Are you going um, away from the stage or towards the stage? I'm going. There's I'm gonna one hit. guy away from stage. There are four guys towards stage. I will head towards the. I don't want the one guy away from stage to get away. I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock him out. I'm gonna go for that okay. guy before he starts bolting. Okay. okay. You definitely hit. Yeah, I just smack him over the head. It's yep. One d four plus your strength modifier. A one d four. Okay. Yep, the club is 1d4. Oh, that was 1d6. Nope. So it'll be just one old d4. Hey, I got four, though. Uh, All right. So it takes takes four. I clock him over the head with it while he's blind. Just (laughs) (laughs) right across the back. I have advantage, don't I? Let me me see if I can crit. Just make sure you don't crit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely didn't crit. No worries. Okay. 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 So yeah, come again, on a beer. It's the back of his head. It's, oh God! Yep. Harold's so like, wow, easy. <laughs> v makes this look so much easier. Oh shit! Bring her back to hit him again. Uh, v, it's your turn. As we are now to the top of initiative, that is the surprise round. Now we are. Now we are. We are in full initiative. Yep. All right. So uh, this dude. Who I just punched in the face. He's I'm down. Keep, he's down. He's down. I presume. Okay. So who is the next guy in my line of sight with in these in this aisle? Uh, there's a hurt guy um, to the left of you and a hurt guy to the right of you. Take your pick. Oh. Here okay. I am, stuck oh. in the middle with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the guy to the right of me. Okay. Got it. That's the one that Harold is attacking. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna attack him. Okay. Sorry, and uh, again, all I can really do is uh, punch him since he's already hurt. I'm not gonna bother pocket sanding him. 
Okay, uh, well, he's already blinded because of Petunia, so you have advantage on this attack. Yep. Okay, well, then never mind. It, it don't matter. I'm going to hit him. Let's find out. Okay. Smack him. Uh, snap. All right, so that's going to be a 18 to hit. 18 will hit. So it's four damage, right? Four points of damage. All right. And you're going to hit him again? He's he's like, ow! God! Hit him again. Run my tooth! Ah, so <laughs> close. That's a 24. Oops. Yeah, that, that, that's that'll hit. 24 to hit. And you just... And he just... One more points of damage. Yep, and he crumples. Um, I'm lethal or non-lethal? Non-lethal because okay, will... we're in the theater, okay? I'm a classy lady. I will assume, I will assume anybody that says non-lethal. The patron of the arts, how dare you? Yeah, I will say I will assume that anybody that says non-lethal for one will be assuming non-lethal for all. Uh, we understand all, what yeah. boss is doing and possibly Binley as well. <laughs> uh, and possibly. speaking of, boss yeah. and Binley are our murder hobos. Yes. Uh, so you watch as the main dancer, the twin-bladed dervish uh, female, watching as she is cowering as these men are go. You you all notice that she whispers something to the other dancers, the other members of the adventuring party, the dwarf, the the elf. The, the human man and the tiefling. They, you, you see them nod, uh, mainly Voss, who is looking in that direction, but others who have a passive perception of, I'll, I'll say 15, notice this as well. Um, and you watch as moving almost as gracefully as she dances, you watch as she moves up, brings the blunted twin swords that she carries down onto the hand of one of the crossbow wielders. And you hear the bone crack as she breaks his wrist. And he drops the crossbow to the ground. And, and as she spins in a, a dervish dance that you've seen on the stage, as she twirls, she hits him on the side of the temple with the butt of the sword as he goes down. As she spins and almost like cartwheel dances to the other guy. And as she does so, she brings the other blade down onto his, uh, onto his temple or onto the top of his head. Uh, try and Yeah, and, uh, and you watch as he goes down as well. Um, and then with that, she moves out of view from behind behind the curtains as the uh, rest of the actors follow suit. And you watch as they take part and head backstage to hopefully safety. Uh, Binley, uh, it's your turn. So I have a rules question. If okay. I cast a bonus action spell, could I ready an action, like hold my action to cast another spell? No, you may not, because the the action of holding an action to cast a spell is to actually cast the spell. So if you begin to cast the spell of your readied action and it doesn't go off, then that spell is spent. 
also, you'd have to go within the rules of the bonus action, action spell rules, and uh, spell slot versus cantrip. Yeah, that, you could do that and ready a cantrip if you casted a bonus action spell, I would say, but not an unnatural spell. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, then she will look down the aisle at the four remaining. Uh, three. Three. Right? Well, uh, no, there's only two in front of you towards the stage. There's one behind you in the uh, towards the exit. Yep. Then she will look at the two in front of her and say, you know, I was really just trying to have a peaceful night and uh, cast a second level magic missile, two for each. Okay. Okay. All right. So these are these. So the first guy takes seven points of damage. And the other guy also takes seven points of damage. You watch. And you watch as they both one like kind of shakingly brings up their crossbow and readies it one towards uh, you and one towards Voss, but it's not their turn yet, but that is what they do uh, as and this she, horrible nightmare of a creature is heading towards them. Yeah, and she just looks at them unfazed as they're pointing their weapons at her. All right. Uh, everybody to the left being on Voss and Vinley's side where the aisle is nearly cleared and every and the men in masks seem to be shaking. The nobles look towards you, kind of like look towards each other and then start storming past that one guy. There's too many on um, V, Seisha, and Petunia's side for them to take this action. Uh, and he's gonna take make a deck save. <laughs> to not be trampled by a horde of nobles. Always count on panic. Uh, <laughs> And uh, he is able to uh, withhold um, the crowd, but uh, does not get anything on them um, in the sense of attacking them, but he's able to hold himself. And then you see the crowd stop, uh, knowing that they should be leaving the door way, or the doors, but something is in their way, something has stopped them. Uh, and Petunia, it is your turn. So Harold went up to a separate opponent and downed him, and then I blinded a handful. How many are still up? I'm, I'm having a hard I time following down the map. I apologize. You, just... or you, you attacked him. I apologize. Uh, he is still up, yes. Are you asking how many are still on your aisle? Yeah, closest. Yeah. Four, yes. four towards the stage, one. Nope, four towards your stage. Okay. Um, I would like to also sort of a, a clarifying question. Are the people on our aisle still sort of sitting down? Is anyone standing up just No, yet? they have all stood up and they're trying to figure out how to get out and, and uh. what to do. Um, yeah, uh, the, the the ones on who are behind you, who you heard kind of talking a little bit, um, mm-hmm. there are two rows behind you. They have filed and they're trying to get, trying to get out, but all of the rows in front of you cannot leave because of the uh, bad guy still in the mm-hmm. aisle. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to cast sleep on the remaining four. Uh, okay, so just so you know, sleep is a like area effect. It's not yeah, a Yeah, that's why I asked if they were sitting down. <laughs> so so you, you can attempt to get them, but you also may get some nobles as well. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably be okay. Okay. Uh, 
Maybe. I don't know. That's um, that Sasha's face is making me second guess that. No, don't second hey, what guess. Are you, what are you doing? You gotta do it. I she'll she'll do it. She's gotta subdue them somehow. Um I I rolled twenty-two. Twenty-two? Nice. Okay. Uh you watch as you No. Uh-oh. Uh, you watch as one of the uh, masked guys who's right in front of you falls asleep, and then you watch, you said 22? 22. And two more, no- and two nobles in the in the aisle next to him. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love that. It was a good show. <laughs> as they also fall asleep. Yes. All right. So that one is asleep. There are now three in that aisle. And Seisha, it is your turn. Do any of the guys that are down have weapons? Yes, they do. Oh yeah. Any of them have like a sword? Uh, They have scimitars. I'll take it. All right, I'm gonna grab the scimitars because there's two down, so I assume I can get two. Yeah. All right, I take two scimitars and charge the next guy that's not down. Okay, you step over the sleeping guy and uh, yes. make your way to the next one. Yes. <laughs> you step over both Petunia and the sleeping guy. Yeah. He's still like on her hands and knees, like kind of like shooting from the ground is what she's doing. <laughs> All right. Please me... don't step on me. <laughs> no stepping. What's no the damage step. on a scimitar? No stepping. Uh, D6. Okay. So then, let's see, it's going to be, sorry, I'm doing this without, so to hit, mm-hmm. is your be, strength plus your, yeah, 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 that's a 17 for the first, that'll hit, and a 15 for the second, okay, or actually it's not- a 20, it, it's not adding my bonus in, sorry, 20. Uh, so you 23 do... and 20. Yep, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, he goes down. Okay. And it's a d6 for each. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, it well... just goes down. Oh, I oh, am kind of ca- hoss. Sorry, sorry, that was your attack. Yes, yes. Bo- both of those attacks hit, roll your damage. Yes, okay, yeah, so that's... Was... 5 plus my attack bonus is 2, so... 9 points of damage total. On both, both attacks? Yeah. Okay. Because it was 1d6 each, right? Correct. And uh, you come up and he's seeing all of what's happening on his side and towards the other side, watches your approach. The first cut gets him good, but then he parries most of the uh, second cut as it still nicks him just a little bit, but does not uh, hit him as hard as you should. Uh, He looks pretty hurt. Do you want to run? Do you you want to run? (laughs) And he looks towards you as he holds his two scimitars and he kind of looks past at all of his brethren and he just shakes his head. Bonus uh, action, by the way. Okay. Bonus action, I am casting um, uh, Shield of Faith. You, so your bonus action was to grab the second scimitar because you can grab the first scimitar as a free action, but that uh, second scimitar takes your bonus action to grab. That's unfortunate, okay. Yep. yep. 
Wish I'd remembered my bonus action the first round. Let's go. It's all good. Um, oh, it's not, not when you see my AC. Oh, I know. <laughs> you muted. Muted, boss. He knows. Next person, cut him down. That's all I'm going to be doing. Okay. Go ahead and make your attack. Dirty 20. That hits. Yeah. There's there's no way that you can... Yeah. As as you just, again, run up and just methodically, slowly walking, just real quick as he too falls to the floor. There's one in front of you. I keep pressing forward, even though I can't attack him. I get as close to him as is humanly possible, knowing that he could attack me, and just let the visage of what's happening in front of him sink into his eyes. And just let him see it. Just let him see it. That's it. Um, Okay, uh, on the bad guy's turn, the main, the one talking, who twirls around and sees uh, the lead dancer cut down two of his men with the prop swords and take back, and as he snarls and then turns back and shouts, all right, looks like everyone wants to play hero. Torch the place. And you watch as all of the left ones standing, including ones on the mezzanine you cannot see, draw vials of clear liquid, thick clear liquid uh, from and throw them into the crowd and empty seats. We may have made a bad decision, guys. (laughs) As uh, alchemist fire erupts everywhere. Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Are y'all okay over there? (laughs) No. Uh, oh, there's alchemist fire coming down from the crowd. I mean, to the DMs, it sounded like something genuinely broke over there. It's not us. Well, I don't know. No, I think it was. was I it you it was guys Katie's. and who was it? Alchemist fire fell down from the crowd. Don't question it. Move forward. Sun <laughs> <laughs> fire, people. Come on. Uh, Voss, we will need you <laughs> to make a dexterity saving throw. No. Hard. Oh, this oh. is bad. This is bad, y'all. We just got a building full of nobles torched. <laughs> We didn't do it. This would have happened anyway. No, it is. It is. What it? Sixteen. Oh yeah, it is. On. Okay. Uh, it, it's rolling to attack you, actually. And what was yours? Okay. Yeah. Um, you easily just knock it out of his hand before you realize what it is, as it crashes uh, towards the front uh, stage near the orchestra pit, as it then erupts into flames. Uh, now realizing what he was trying to attack you with. Um, uh, and the um, the others, you watch as all of the all of them toss it. They don't actually toss it. They, they try to aim it towards empty seats, not towards people. Um, and as they you hear crashings from above as well, as you hear screams from the mezzanine above uh, as Parts of the theater have become ablaze with 
Al the alchemist's fire. This is bad. This, this is not good. This well. is not one of our better moments. I'm just gonna. I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are, Vaz. Very ideal night. Okay. I'm sure you were. I mean, I had no ulterior motive, but this is what a night at the theater is like to boss at the end of the day. So, hold on. Next time you know what you get into. I'm glad you paid for this experience. <laughs> yeah, thanks for taking us. A, thanks for treating everybody, boss. Harold's having fun. I, I'm not. Uh, you I watch as. Scimitars. You watch as this being able to use her pocket stamp. Yep. Uh, we you watch as the one who gave the commands turns and takes off backstage, chasing after the actors. What the actors or, do? or or to flee one or the two. But he goes in the same direction they went. Uh, Harold, it is your turn. Yeah. Uh, I'm still staring at a guy that I can hit with a cane. Is he still blind? Uh, no. Okay, so there was the guy that got dropped. There's two guys that dropped. There's a third guy that dropped that you were hitting. Uh, the, the other guy you dropped, he's he's down. Uh, and then there's the sleeping guy that Petunia put to sleep, and there's three people past him. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I want to reach down and try to take this guy's well I mean it's, yeah I guess the sword would be better than what I got I want to reach down and try to steal this guy's sword off him like steal the scimitar off him and then hit him with it he's asleep you can take it from oh, him oh wait oh wait this guy wait the guy I was fucking with is asleep the one you were fucking with went down like V oh v. I didn't realize I knocked okay V got no him. You, got you didn't V knocked him out got yeah. it perfect yep. in that case I'm going to run towards the stage Okay. Uh, and there, and there's three on the, there's two on the way, I guess. Three on the way. Three on the way. So I will. Uh, AOE, not my strong suit. I will instead. Um, can always do that. I'm gonna try to scare him off. Uh, I will cast major image. Uh, and I will make it appear as though there are, um, like I am just roiling with arcane energy and I'm going to make my voice all booming and thunderous and evil sounding. Uh, and I'm going to say something to the effect of stand down or face the might of the greatest heroes of Waterdeep. Um, something like that. Okay, go ahead and make an intimidation check. Heroes? <laughs> uh, oh, thanks for heroes. That's so sweet. <laughs> Naive, but sweet. Um, <laughs> I guess every wait, every hero is someone else's villain. Uh, that would be. Do I get an advantage on this? Uh, you do not. Okay, then it's a total of sixteen. Got it. Yeah, it affected the DC. Got it. Okay, rock on. Then a total of sixteen. Got it. They are afraid. <laughs> Um, as they, they look towards you, like holding the cut past Seisha, as you beaming with this arcane weave, just starts like slowly I mean, making their way back, not out of range for opportunity attacks, but you see that like 
as the every step you take, he kind of takes like a half a step back. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, v, it's your turn. Yeah. All right. So, um, who around me isn't knocked down completely? So there's the guy in front of Harold and two behind that guy. I'm gonna go for one of the guys behind that guy. Um, you cannot get around him because there are so many people still in seats and trying to get out and there's no room to squeeze past the other guy. You will have to knock him out first to get behind him. Beat okay, some well, ass. Then never mind. I'll just hit the guy Harold's hitting. Yep. You have advantage on the attack because he's afraid. Nice, nice, nice. All right, let's do it. Which two? That's a, not a, that's a D12. That's not a D20. Okay, there's one. Well, fuck. Uh, 14 to hit. 14 hits. All right, that's four points of damage. Uh, and with a crack across the face as he's backing up, you just come down and just on the top of the head, just boom, and he's <laughs> down again. Hell yeah. Next one. <laughs> as you move to the next one, you have one more attack. All right, let's do it again. And a hit. Ten. Uh, just as you go to swing, he holds a hand out and just catches your fist and throws it down. Excuse me as I excommunicate these dice real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Never use uh, these guys again. Sorry, you are kicked out okay. of the institution. Vinley. Um, so Vinley's going to approach the two that are standing in her way still. And she's just There's looks at them. One, one left. At e yeah, at either ends of the aisles. There are one. Drop them. Yeah, oh, boss okay. killed the other one that you had magic. One of the ones you magic missile earlier. Tight. Finish them both. So she'll just calmly walk up to the one standing in front of her and say, "You know, I really did try to give you a chance and cast another second level magic missile to going at each of the two left standing." Got it. I will say this: um, as you come out of the aisle. Um, there is a section of fire on this aisle to the south, separating you and Voss. Um, so you can uh, you can attack the guy that you can attack both easily. I'm just letting you know for it movements uh, yeah purposes. Gotcha. The, the ground on fire. So the one in front of me takes six more points of force damage. Okay, and that was the one you attacked before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Down he goes. Voss, you watch and hear a rush right past your ear as then you watch this dude's eye explode out from a force of arcane energies. He falls before you. I, and even as I am, I am appreciative and I know exactly where that came from. Thank you for it. The other one, the last one standing. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. He takes full damage. 10 Which points is? of force damage. 10? I rolled double force. Okay. He ain't looking too hot. Yeah. Just doof, 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 doof. And he's like, ah. And you see him like holding like uh, his side as you heard ribs crack. And you uh, pretty sure you, maybe he caused a bone to puncture something. And she just idly says this. She's only saying this for 
herself, but I'm saying it for purposes of the nobles hearing it. She goes, hmm, should have added one more. And, uh, uh, you hear panic just erupt through the crowd as fire is uh, blazing everywhere. They seem to be trapped in the upper levels. Um, You see fire in between the crowds behind you that can't seem to leave uh, the doors um, as they seem to kind of cower down and start to get on their knees. Um, The the rest of the crowds are pressing up uh, as close as they can against the walls away from the fire that is taking over the aisles. Uh, but nobody is causing a stampede. So, uh, Petunia. All right, so the individual who um, went to pursue the the um, the, the dual swords um, lady, is he still within 90 feet of me? Uh, he is not. He left um, okay. behind the curtains chasing after the actors after he gave his torch the place speech. Okay. Um, in that case... Um, are there many remaining standing? There's, there's like one or two more, right? Yeah, two in front of you. Two in front of me? Yep. Okay, then, um, I will go ahead and cast, uh, another sleep at them. This one I did at second level, um, 38. We'll wake up the nobles later. (laughs) We'll wake them up afterwards. Go ahead and roll your total. Uh, 38. They'll be fine on that fire. Uh, one noble. And You're freaking out so bad you passed out. Two nobles and both of them pass out. Yep. Okay. They are both asleep. Uh, <laughs> and then as soon as as soon as the the two of them uh, collapse, she'll pop up and start shaking the nobles that she put to sleep. Get up! Get up! Get up! Get up! Oh my god, the fire! I'm sorry, the fire of the show? Is fire. Yeah. I'm sorry! Dude, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Seisha. Um, important question Are there kids in here? Um, does not seem so, is this. Ballet okay. may have been a little bit too intense for children. Okay, yep. good. Just wanted to make sure. Um, all right, so fire's breaking out. There's something that's stopping the people from exiting. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, seeing that people can't get out, Seisha is going to run up and try to see what's blocking the door. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, you're here. 10, 20, 30. You can get just to the crowd without spending any extra movement. Um, if you can either choose to move ahead through the crowd at uh, difficult terrain or try and make a perception check. Would the perception check count as my action? Uh, in this, it would be a bonus action as it is it's slightly obscured, but not completely okay. obscured. How far from the door am I? 20. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to make a perception check to see if I can see what's going on. Okay. That's going to be a dirty 20. Dirty 20. You see uh, one of the masked cultists that look like the dragon cultist standing at a doorway with a crossbow aimed at the crowd, and you see a bar jabbed in between the two handles. Lady 
ladies and gentlemen, I would very much appreciate it if you would get out of my way. Make an intimidation check. Yep. Because panic crowd. Yeah, no, that's fine. Trying fair. to listen to you. Oh, how about a 21? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. See what happens on their uh, turn. Yep. So just noting something, everyone except Petunia has had to make an intimidation check at some point in time, and I'm waiting for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Petunia's going to, like, crit check? That's cute. Um, and then... Which is finally lost it. Don't bite your ankles. For my, for my action, I guess. The intimidation would be your, your action as you are trying to forcibly get them to move. Oh. Yep. And the perception was my bonus action? Yes. As you were right. trying to see through a crowd. I'm gonna I'm gonna still sit here with my AC a nine. Let's do this. Alright. <laughs> I am dancing with death. And Voss. There is a clear way, there's fire burning on top of the stage, and two right next to the stairs of uh as you batted the where you batted the alchemist fire to. Um, but you have a clear spot to the stairs, if you so wish. Um, so I saw one of those guys on stage rush the main guy. in the direction of the actors. Main Correct. guy, I'm going in that direction. Or whatever okay. I have to do to get there, I'll do it. 60? You can do 60 feet of movement. Um, we'll and- get you just... Backstage. In, into the backstage area to start looking to see where they may have gone. Yep. As I the area that, around yeah. here is still pretty uh, dim and dark. Rushing with animal, like just yep. both anger and fear now, just <laughs> rushing back there. Uh, go ahead and uh, make me a perception check. Certainly. As, yeah. Because that was your that was your movement and bonus action. Correct. Mm-hmm. Perception check. Average fifteen. Uh, you watch as uh, you watch as you see most of the stagehands who were behind stage and the other actors kind of nowhere around this little open kind of area that just backstage you see another hallway down and you watch as this cultist is in a flourish fighting against the woman with the two swords how far away am I from that? Um, you are... You would be a 15 feet from that. Has he noticed me? I mean, I uh, didn't come up here lightly. Yes, yeah. You, you did not. Okay. And he looks back, sees sees you. And... Um, I have my action left. Yep. Um, too far away for that, fortunately. He picked up major. I... I look at him, and all I want to do is just draw his attention onto me again, S- like screaming once again the same phrase out the mask. Okay. Uh, uh, it, right now, his attention is to in a, in a fight, so I mean, he's already Fair in enough. the middle of something. So um, I will will say I cross fifteen feet and just flank him. Like okay. I'll flank with uh, her to give her advantage on her attacks then. Okay. okay, using your action to get to that position. Mm-hmm. Yep, but um, yeah, that's my turn. Okay, absolutely. Um, you watch as you watch as 
sleep, asleep, sleep, dead. Barely hanging on. <laughs> I'm liking this roster. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to figure out, yeah. Um, hey, Rune's finest. <laughs> this point is that. There, there is also the fire. <clears throat> I mean, um, okay. He didn't sleep, uh, though. Yeah, that's true. It's you want, there. so uh, coming down from the, the mezzanine stairs, which lead just to the exit doors, uh, you watch as two more of these come down uh, as you watch as the two barring the doors. Um, actually, no, you watch as the two barring the doors head and run upstairs, leaving the doors open, like vacant. They're still barred. Like uh, something is shoved through the, the handles on y'all's side as they take off upstairs into the mezzanine area. Um, Voss, you watch as this man uh, sees you approach and then cuts at, uh, or uh, sweeps towards this dervish dancing um, ballet woman uh, as she takes the scimitar and with like a rapier flourish moves it out of the way and then as this, he uh, moves it and it spins using that momentum that turns around and clocks her uh, into the chest as she slams up against the wall. One, two, seven points. You watch as, as she takes it, she hits it, but she actually moves and rolls with it as she seems to dodge it uncannily. Oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the uh, so uh, there are no there's no longer anyone in front of the door. Seisha, you watched as he turned and fled up the stairs to the side of him. Uh, Harold, it is your turn. Okay, so I am. I am going to. How many can I physically see? Uh, how many can you see? There's the two asleep, and that's the only that are on the orchestra level anymore. Perfect. Um, okay, what's your cool. passive perception? My passive perception is uh, better than I expected, 15. Uh, all right. Uh, you can see across the way just from where you are uh, in the or- like in the um, the box level, you can see two like making their way towards the stage on the second mezzanine level. Okay. I will... Uh, and, and sorry, there is one other. Uh, he is hard to see as he is staggering and nearly uh, to his knees, um, standing next to Bindley. Yeah, that guy. That guy's screwed. There's nothing I can do for him. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and cast dissonant whispers on the guy who's in front of the two running, so that he's forced to run through his friend behind him. Okay. And I'll cast it at. I'm trying, I mean, like, I don't want to kill the guy, but you know, the fact is, here we are, and people are probably going to die because of them, so they're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, Distant Whispers. I'll cast it with Hex, so, with, with one of my, uh... What's the distance on Distant Whispers? Uh, it is, see here, 60 feet. Okay, you are just in 60 feet. Yep. Sweet. Uh, it fails. Sweet. I'll roll it and oh what a roll too 22 psychic damage yeah so so he turns and go and like like he's like you do those whispers and he just grabs his head screams 
and then starts slamming his head up against the wall as to try and stop whatever is in play. And you watch as blood pours out of his eyes, his nose, and his ears, and his mouth as he crumples dead to the ground. Didn't want all that, but that'll work. It's a great date. Things are going great. The two you didn't see, you're fine. Our room's rough. She's too busy waking up nobles. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, V, there are the two asleep. Uh, There's crowds uh, near the back trying to get out of doors. There's fire everywhere. And there is no... Bad guys on the the ground level. Besides the one that is going to get killed by Finley, obviously. (laughs) So uh, there's no bad guys on ground level. There are bad guys on the stage, though, right? There are none on the stage. There are some on the mezzanine level on the second story. And there's no clear way up there. There are stairs near the back. You'd have to make your way through the crowd. And pass some fire. Yep. If I roll for athletics and Uh acrobatics, could I potentially, like, do, like, a run and jump off of the chairs towards... Are you trying to jump? Are you trying to climb straight up into the mezzanine? Or are you trying to run past the? I'm trying to get around the crowd to the stairs. Meaning, like, uh, through the crowd, I would like make an acrobatics check. I I figured it was acrobatics, but I just thought I would try at least. Yeah, as you are running atop the across the tops of the chairs. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, here's hoping I just well. So why not? I am not proficient in acrobatics. Oh, no. What'd you get? I haven't rolled yet. Give me a second. Okay. Let me just hope for the best. Hey, that is a 17. 17. Easy enough. You're able to kind of hop and go around the fire that's in the aisle right behind you as you step on the backs of the chairs. And as you do, you actually hear them snap beneath your weight as you step on each one, breaking them like this Back way, yeah. Creating a pathway across the and, top of yep, the stairs. Yep, as you continue to move and get to the stairs and make your way up, you have 45 movement or 40 movement? I am 40 movement. Got it. 40. You can get just to the, with your movement, you can get just to the, the top of the stairs and you can look down the aisle of the mezzanine that leads towards the uh, opera boxes. And you see two of these uh, cloaked bandits running down towards the stage. Okay. They are 60 feet away from you. Woof. Okay. (laughs) So you still have your action if you wanted to dash towards them. I do, I do, I do. Because my javelin has a range of... You do not have your javelin on you. Oh, you're right. I don't have javelin on me. All I have is pocket sand. All you have is pocket sand. Yeah, I'll dash towards them. Okay, you move another 40 feet. They are 20 feet away from you. You rush past another pile of fire that seems to be licking up the sides of the wall of uh, this theater now. Yep. Okay. I forgot I don't have my weapon. Yeah. Um, All right, you watch. Boss, you watch as seeing you come up. You watch as the dancer looks, looks at you doesn't even seem to hesitate as you kind of see, but you see she's not sure if you're here to help or or, or not, but she continues to attack. attack. She is going to hit. 
18. Um, with the, the first scimitar and she comes in swinging with the second one as she brings it down across, catching him right in the stomach um, as she stabs into his stomach with the blunted tip. It doesn't pierce his skin, but you can definitely see that it hurts as he's like gets the breath knocked out of him as she comes around with the second one and, and, and swings the backhand, but he ducks out of the way, almost expecting it, reading her move. There's a swirl of emotion going through Boss as he's uh, watching her fight. However, he is. Yep. There's still and, this just blood curdling rage in him. And and as she misses on the backhand, he gets up and looks. And as she does, it, she's actually twirled and moved in a dancer way to where she actually comes up and elbows him on, on the chin, catching him off guard as she hits him with a third attack. Uh, but that one will only do. Three damage. Three points of damage. He, he grits and wipes the uh, the spit and blood from his mouth as he looks at both of you and twirls his mace in his hand. Uh, Vinley, it is your turn. So Vinley, looking at this guy, and is he on the opposite side of the fire or is he on my side of the fire? Your your side. Yeah. Okay. He is, he is five feet away from you. <laughs> She is just going to point behind him and say, oh my God, watch out. And she'll cast Misty Step to the opposite side of the fire and then immediately cast Chill Touch towards him. Is that a save? Nope. Uh, that's a 16 to hit. That, 16 that'll hits. hit, don't even roll it. Tight. Uh, and yes, you can steal some life force if you so wish. Oh yeah. Everyone she's killed so far, she's absorbed it. And this spectral skeletal hand reaches out as if to grab his soul out of his body and rips it as you watch him silently scream as it just fades into Vinley. <laughs> I was always better at magic than you. And she starts uh, running up the stairs. Uh, okay, um, you are, you're heading towards the stage? Mm-hmm. So I moved 30 feet. Yeah, so you, you were just... Oh, wait, right, but she's there, and then you, you were just on stage. Uh, the people at the doors kind of look around and see that there's a small moment of reprieve as they are no longer being held hostage. They remove the bars and start pouring out uh, of the theater as smoke is billowing out of these doors as well. Um, you see a there's a small trickle of people from upstairs as they are having to navigate around fire and everybody on the orchestra level is now leaving, crawling over seats and past you as they're all screaming and running for their lives. Petunia. Uh, she will be doing all she can to make sure that the, the nobles that have fallen asleep are awake and able to evacuate themselves. Easy enough to do on your turn. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can get the, um, the you got the first two on the others. Now you get the second two. Yep. Okay. Um, and then I I don't know if this is something that this cantrip can do or if this is an even viable thing in this environment. Um, but is it possible to use mold earth to try and smother some of the fire? 
I'm, I'm liking it. Hold on. Uh, yeah, let me make sure that. I know it'll probably do damage to like the infrastructure because I imagine there's a lot of like foundation and stone, but if it's possible, if it, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of, this is sort of a shot in the dark here. Pretty clever use of the ability though. Yeah. Okay, it says that you use dirt or stone that you can see within range. Um, the ground, although would be stone, is carpeted. So yeah, I'll, I'll, you can do it on the orchestra level uh, if what you about, want to put out. What about the pillars you guys described? Those are wood carved and uh, gold leaf. they were marble, damn. Okay. No, yeah. the marble so was on the outside. The oh, outside okay. was marble. So load bearing probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is there's there is one set of fire that is on the orchestra level that you're really close to, that mm -hmm. you're really close to that is creeping up on the orchestra pit. Okay. Then um, if I can, then I would like to use mold earth to try and smother the alchemist's fire. Absolutely. That yeah. uh, 100%. You you Yay. completely reshape and mold the stone floor from under you as it just moves over it and you douse that fire. Yeah, but you are correct. It does mess up this area. It does uh, turn the stone underneath the carpet into like just upheaved gravel. Yep. They'll probably thank me for saving the instruments later. <laughs> uh, okay. You can replace uh, dirt. Seisha. Okay, um, is the door that was being blocked by the dude open? Have people moved the bar? And yes, people moved the bars and, and like a flood at the gates, it they are fleeing and screaming. Okay. Um, did they happen to get out of my way when I made that intimidation check so that I can get to the mezzanine stairs? Of course, yes, they are out of your way. They, awesome. they uh, as soon as those guys left, they saw their opportunity and took it and they are gone. Okay, yep. and one more question. What's going on behind me in the aisle? Uh, uh, there is a small fire that is starting to creep into the, well, there's a fire in the uh, seats to adjacent to the aisle. Okay. There's uh, a fire in front of you. Uh, yeah, there's a fire uh, that is in between the two doors and there is a fire uh, near the top of the steps of the mezzanine. Having run an establishment in this city and being therefore at least vaguely aware of firefighting precautions that you would find in buildings here, do I see any sort of equipment for doing that located in an area I would expect? That is typically held uh, to the magists and protectors as, the, as they are the acting fire brigade. The right. other form is a bucket brigade. Okay, there, and there's, there, nothing, there is there's no, no buckets or anything no, nearby. Yeah, no. Okay, just making sure. Um, yep. In that case, um, Seisha's gonna see, B's got it upstairs. Seisha's gonna turn and run toward the stage. And as I'm running, as a bonus action, I'm casting Shield of Faith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have right. Shield of Faith. You get just to the base of the steps and start making your way up. Thank you. Uh, oh, your action, you can dash if you want. Oh, yeah, let me do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you Thank can get you, to the sir. top of the stairs. Top of the stairs, you see V halfway down the hallway. You see two uh, two bandits, uh, in, cloaked bandits at the end of the hallway. Awesome. You make, Thank you. Yep. You run just past the fire that is uh, licking up the sides and starting to catch 
um, the curtains uh, that line the walls to dampen the sound and uh, start to burn away the gold leaf from the wood. V, we need to get out of here, honey. Um, okay. Uh, what a lovely night at the theater! Boss! Attack. Okay. Do I have because I'm flanking? Uh, you do. Attack. so much trouble. Until it's done. Uh, it's a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Twenty-five points of damage. Um, as he moves and um, she attacks with the uppercut, you take that moment um, to take a, a nice jab and that sinks deep near his kidneys as he lays out an exasperated, but not a scream, but just like breath being forced out of his lungs. <gasps> yep. That's it. That's all I do. That's it. All right. Uh. Well, this is quite the pause. All right. So you watch as the, as he like gets stabbed, and he looks at at you, the mask of horror on your face. The, the dancer who knows how to fight, and he just, this was supposed to be a profitable night. And knowing knowing this area, as he must have gotten in here a different way, uses his bonus action to open the door and his action to disengage as he starts leaving out of the back of the theater. There. Uh... And uh, the other guys, they're going to run. They're going to make an acrobatics check. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's this side. That's this guy. Yep. Uh, 20 feet up. 26. 20 feet up. Let's see how much fallen damage that fucker just took. Less than the damage he's going to yep. take if he waits for V to get to him. Oh, this guy. <clears throat> Both of them take seven. Oh, that's nice. I took 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you watch as they just, they look at V, they look at, nope, and they jump off onto the stage from, from the second story. As they land, they go to roll, but don't time it right. And one of them times it a little early and just face plants right onto the stage. <laughs> the other man looking back, watching his his uh, accomplice literally slam his head up against the wall, screaming in pain before he dropped, runs and jumps, and you actually hear that <coughs> as his bone is now sticking oh. out of his leg. Oh. You, know, you, watch, you watch as the third one, the other the other one on V's side, thinks he's gonna be quirky, grabs a dagger, goes to slam it into the curtain and write it down like you see in the movies, but he just pushes the, the fabric with his dagger and it doesn't actually stick in as he just <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't The three just tried to disengage with us. I didn't even intimidate them. I just showed up. They were just, and just <laughs> slams all of us just look the as horrified as they are. Really. Were those all natural ones or something? Like <laughs> I rolled a four. I rolled a four as well. <laughs> 
please That's tell amazing. me the two that jumped and tried to roll landed right in front of Vinley and she looks down and goes, oh, hey, fellas. The one that broke his like leg is, is right in front of you. Right the other two are on the other side of the stage. Yep. Your stage left, uh, your stage right, their stage left. Oh, I can't get that noise out of my head. It's in my ears. Harold? Do you guys, like, give up now or what? <laughs> it looks like they're trying to run. Like, like, there is there is no one on the orchestra level with you. You see fires. You see the guys that yeah. jump, obviously so, running. I want to see the heavy curtains. Mm-hmm. Do I think I could yank those down and start smothering the fires? Uh, it's going to be hard to yank down, but you absolutely think that once you get them down, you might be able to start smothering, but it just depends because they are alchemical fires, and it depends on if smothering them is go- with fabric is going to put out the pretty much napalm that they are. Yeah. Um, can I make an intelligence check to see if I think this place is fucked no matter what I do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead and make an intelligence check. Sure. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> I might think we can save it. Uh, it's fine. It's, I'm sure it's fine. Probably fine. Maybe? I'll, go, I'll go try to take. Uh, oh, no, it's totally fucked. It's fucked. Just let it all burn. <laughs> Wait, oh, no, no, no. I think I can save it. I think I can save it. <laughs> Harold is going to, huh, 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 and then I'm going to try to grab Petunia's attention and be like, uh, I'm going to start grabbing these people who are asleep. I woke them all up. I think. Oh, you mean the bad guys? The bad guys. Yeah. I'm going to start dragging the bad guys to safety. Okay. Okay, so you're going to run up? I'm like, well, I don't want them to just burn to death. There's... Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a fire in the center stage where the main guy was. You go to the two that are uh, laying flat out on the ground as they uh, have been knocked prone. Um, it takes your movement to get to them. And if you want to continue moving, you totally can. You're just moving mm-hmm. at half speed. Uh, I'm just trying to get them to somewhere safe. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. Fair, fair enough. Start dragging them behind uh, yeah. into the backstage. Uh, v, what are you doing? I'm also going to call for help. I'm like, help me get At this point time, everybody ran from me, right? Everybody ran from you and jumped off the, the thing onto the stage? I kind of feel like they're just doing this. I'm not running off the stage. I'm, I No. Uh, I'm going to just go back down the way I came. And just like... Yeah, you turn back and you, you see Seisha. And you say you watch them jump off too, and you see Sasha holding two scimitars. And want a sword? Sure. And I grab one from her. <laughs> I'm like, you wanna go back downstairs? Okay. Okay. I'm not this jumping a, off here. Hey, this is a great date. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we run back downstairs, or at least I do. Yep. Um you, uh, is, all right, that's, that's your turn. You want <laughs> boss. As, as he flees, she watches him go and then turns and looks at you as she raises the two swords. I... Like, like, just like, kind of like backing up, like... Doesn't looking. trust you. Yeah. yeah. I, fair. I, I was single-mindedly going to chase him until that point came and then suddenly becoming very aware I'm covered in blood I made a mad rush to people here I just 
slowly, shakingly tuck Mage Bane into my cloak and take the mask off my face. As you take yeah. as you take the mask off your face, you see her eyes grow wide. Everyone else, you hear as mages and protectors start teleporting in to the theater and start dousing out the flames. And with this woman you're standing eye to eye with looks at you with a faint recognition and fear. That is where we're going to end tonight's episode. Oh, you can't do it there. You can't. Oh, no. Out of time. So we are, we were out of initiative. The mages and protectors are going to help the theater. You have all uh, subdued. Um, Vinley, if you'd like to heal a little bit more and kill that guy, it's come. That's, that's I was about to fun. say the last thing she was going to do is when he lands and it's his leg that's broken, correct? Correct. She's going to look at him and say, oh dear, it appears you've broken a bone. I'm a medic. I'll help you. And she cracks her knuckles and leans down. And as she leans down, she casts uh, Toll the Dead on him. Okay. <laughs> nice. And he hears, he hears death. Yeah, he fails. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> and then she says, oh, shit. I should have asked your name first. And um, he's out. Harold, you have the two guys that can, that are safe behind uh, the back of the theater. Uh, you hear some commotion a little bit further in. And uh, yeah, that's where we're going to tonight's session. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, that was, it was fun having you again. It was it was great being here that as was always. A very intense date. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed the uh, the ballet. It I had a awesome. wonderful time. Oh, that I was really good. Very good job, guys. Was beautiful. Boss, I see why yeah. Boss loves the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope the music cues synced up as we uh, hope that they did. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed tonight's uh, chaotic episode, both uh, funny and a little bit on the heartstrings. We'll yep. see what happens next week and who this woman might be. But remember, if you have not entered now, please enter hashtag beyond or hashtag Eldritch in order to win uh, the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden digital copy from D&D Beyond or a really cool custom miniature that you can build on Eldritch Foundry. Yep, we're uh, going to go ahead and pull those winners um, in the next 30 seconds. Yep. Mm. Um, thank you all for bearing with us. We know we went a little over tonight. We uh, wanted to get through this theater scene. Yeah. Um, and oof, oof, fun. Yep. Sorry there was no map, but uh, we just made it a bunch of crunchies and it was more of a, what do you do? You can e- easily kill these guys. There's no real, yeah. and also I don't want to build yeah. the the extravagant. <laughs> we'll, post the, we'll post the pictures of um, the inspiration of this theater uh, in oh, the course. Discord. Hey, where's our battle map? That's what I said. I'm sorry, there's yeah, no battle map. I'm just saying, like, I, and and the pictures are going to be the doing, reason why. Katie. Yeah. Um, all right, doing? winner. It was asked for in shot. Yeah. Winner of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Link seven 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 two nine four. Nice. Hey. Congratulations. Uh, and Yay. winner of the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden digital copy from D and D Beyond is T Shermer. 2646. Nice. Congratulations. Congratulations. We'll be in contact with you through Twitch Whispers to get your to get you the information to claim your prizes. Um, and without with that, yeah. Be excellent to each other. And may you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. Good night. Harold Hobbleton here. Did you enjoy how great I was? Because I sure did. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next episode. 
Catch my beautiful face live on twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or catch the podcast again every Sunday with a one-week delay. Now, uh, V, could you bring me the rash cream, please? Rawr.